Blog Talk Radio. Here we go. Set 
it all. We can grow. We can develop. As we know that heaven is not a place. And happiness lives in the heart. Long as the world keep turning. Our duty is to keep on learning. You heard? Keep on learning. It's soaking up game. We gon' make mistakes. We gon' go through some things. Keep on growing. Keep on soaking up game. If something ain't working, don't be afraid to change. Nobody know it all as soon as you think you do, that's when you fall. We got to do more to survive, we must evolve, things change. Just when you think you've seen it all, we trip, we stumble, but we get back in stride. Each day, all the way, one step at a time. Don't want to let my ego and pride make me blind. The elders say when you stop growing, that's when you die. The one who gets the knowledge is the one who asks why. Through the course of life, you're going to taste some humble pie, but I love it. It makes me appreciate the things that I take for granted, gaining insight and Understanding each one, teach one. We got to pass it on. Keep doing the knowledge, building and adding on with faith in the assumption that nobody knows everything, but everybody knows Keep something. Keep on learning. It's soaking up game. We gon' make mistakes. We gon' go through some things. Keep on growing. Keep on soaking up game. If something ain't working, don't. Yeah, yeah. The more you know, the more you know you don't know. And if you don't know, there's more you can know than you won't grow. What you don't know can hurt you. Discipline is a virtue. Gotta ask the right questions or else you go in the cycles and cycles and spirals. Information is viral, it's infectious, it's contagious And how you going through stages like the night you don't believe that No, we didn't do that Then reality said and there's no disputing the facts Yo, I'm sorry if I woke you up But when I open up, it's like I'm smoking But I'm high off the people Watch me soak it up Huey said the best education is observation and participation Study how the people be relating Different points of views turn bad news to good news See, it's kind of like some shoes Cause they got to make you move Treat it like organic food Make it something you can chew Information you can use Make it something you you can do on learning. It's soaking up game. We gon' make mistakes. We gon' go through some pain. Keep on growing. Keep on soaking up game. If something ain't working, don't be afraid to change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's your boy Fossey Jeezy back here. Usually I let the music go ahead and play itself on out, but you know, we got some serious, serious business to conduct tonight. You know what I mean? I mean, once again, for the second time in as many weeks, we have a bad grand jury decision, you know what I'm saying? For the love of money, no, for the love of murder. These cops keep killing our youth, keep killing us keep running us down the mill, keep running us through a bunch of tragic situations and ugly circumstances, and yet they keep getting off on it, even with the, you know what I'm saying, uh, advent of the video camera. You know what I'm saying? America is really starting to grow tired, extra, extra tired of our youth getting banged on and our youth being killed, and it's not the gang members that's doing it. It's the people that are supposed to serve and protect and the only thing that seems like they're trying to protect us, they're right to serve up injustice to us 
grand juries who remain sealed and quiet. You know, mom always told me, if you ain't got nothing to hide, there's no need to lie. There's no need to slide. There's no need to, you know, run for cover as it was. And unfortunately, that's the situation that we're dealing with. It's your boy, Flossie Jeezy. Once again, tonight is Eric Gardner as the NYPD and grand jury fuckery continues. You know what I'm saying? 646-595-3402. And tonight the topics we'll cover is Eric Gardner dies and his murderer who laughed at the cameras gets away with murder. Okay? Um, What is the purpose of the grand juries that allow murders to continue? Okay? Uh, Moderators and former policemen maintain an old well of culture and posture to the things that's going on to our people. Uh, you know, so citizens begin to retaliate. That's a very good question. If you, if the uh, system is unable or unwilling to, you know, uh, police itself and to do things, but then again, maybe that's part of the problem. Maybe we have too much, uh, you know, system policing and we need an arbitrator just like they do in sports to kind of, you know, separate the good stuff from the junk. Also, how does the coroner's report, you know, that uh, this was found to be a homicide in the case of Aaron Gardner go lost on the grand jury? You know what I'm saying? With all the videotape. How does the cop Daniel, you know, uh, you know Pentaleo, you know, who uh, was disciplined for excessive force before, laugh and smile for the camera just after Mr. Gardner's uh, death go unpunished? You know what I'm saying? You know, how does the NYPD have a 21-year standing order not to use a chokehold go unpunished? And finally, when will America's largest city's police force get off the fuckery? Okay, I'm not going to hold this up any longer. From the ATL, we have my man, Mr. Juan Martinez. Juan, you're on deck. What's going on? What's going down with you tonight? Well, I'm looking at Eric Gardner's autopsy report, and I sent you the link for uh, another one of the most recent upsets in, in grand jury uh, hearings, in grand jury proceedings, and that one would be the verdict from the uh, previous case. And it's, it's ironic and sad. Um, the Michael Brown case autopsy report goes into detail explicit detail as to who was there and what and what was examined. And a lot of stuff is fictional and fact. And uh, as far as the police department goes, this, this Eric Gardner stuff, it's, I'm looking, I'm actually reading his autopsy report, and it shows in several different parts that there was excessive force used that caused traumatic that trauma well, caused trauma to not only organ vital organs but also to his neck and, and which caused the the situation again comes with innovative we were discussing this earlier philosophy about the video and how it's clear cut and precise there's um you know in the Michael Brown case sadly there wasn't any uh video where we could definitely for certain say this officer committed this crime yes he did here's the video here's what exactly took place on that day at that time in the okay. I'm going to let you get into all that in just a moment we do have our correspondent uh, Miss Ice from um, 
Arizona on the line. She'll let you know where she's from and what's going down in a minute, and we're going to get right back into that. I'm liking what I'm hearing. 480255, Miss Ice, how's it going this evening? Okay, Jeezy, I'm just, you know, I'm just like y'all, just like, okay, all right then, just go ahead and keep on pushing me to the edge. Mm-hmm. I mean, absolutely. Go ahead, Juan. Um, yeah, go ahead, Juan. I was just listening in um, to see where y'all was at and what's going on because I've been busy all day, so most of Miss Ice, Ice, I know you're going to have a lot to say by the time we get done going here, and I look forward to hearing I'm sure the folks out here look forward to hearing again, 646-595-3402. Go ahead, Juan, kick this thing on off, man, on some of that stuff, because I know that you're know, you, you real thorough with what's going on because, you know, you yourself have kind of a background on this, you know, this law enforcement thing. Why don't you go ahead and, and, and get it know, on that for us as well, then. Well, you know, one thing that I really just wanted to touch on was the fact of that they're saying, well, he it's possible, there's a possibility. No, there's fact and there's fiction. You have a video of a police officer putting someone in, hold, in a chokehold, in an illegal chokehold that's forbidden from the police academy handbook. And you have a copy of that because I sent you the link. So the, police, the New York City Police Academy handbook, where it goes into explicit detail of what is and what is not acceptable in the police department. Now, not only for regular officers, but also for what they have is called as auxiliary officers, auxiliary police officers. And this is something that's come across from several different instances. The New York City Police Department is not new to this issue. It's not something that hasn't happened before. We in in the New York City Police Department there has been that I'm aware of, four cases, uh, we had the Amadou Diallo, we had another case that happened right after that, we have had the Sean Bell case, we've also had the Eric Gardner case. Now, the Sean Bell case was one of the saddest ones out of it because it was the night before his wedding, and the police officers were under the influence of alcohol at the time. It was undercover police officers, and they said that he charged his car at them that apparently he brandished a weapon that they never found, and that apparently him and his colleagues or his people that were in the vehicle with him, his groomsmen, were of a threat to them, that they felt that they were a threat to them, and so they started firing into the vehicle. Well, they fired into the vehicle and emptied three clips into the vehicle, each. And there was about, what, three or four police officers involved in that shooting? So. Right. They're not, this is not new to them. This is something that's been ongoing and continuous. And that was one, again, that fell under the same thing that Michael Brown's case fell under. Well, you know, we're taking accounts of witnesses. Witnesses' stories can change and be changed to fit a particular style and description. You can't change video. You can cut pieces out to fit your needs, but you can't change this. The video has gone viral on YouTube. Mm-hmm. The That's video what the that widow sh- said, too. The video has you gone... Just, the, the video well, has Mom, gone, what you just said, uh, the video... I'm sorry to interrupt you, but what you just said, the um, the widow just said that. She said, let that video be the witness. Let your eyes be the witness, not the people you're bringing in the, in, you know, the, uh, the courtroom. What do you want? Your, your eyes can't see? 
You can, wow. I mean, I mean, you can, you can make a false, you can make a false statement left and right. People's words can be changed to fit the, the stereotype or the thing that they're trying to get away with. You can't fit a video where you hear him yell and scream, where you hear him say he can't breathe, where you, where you see him put his hands up. Initially, at the beginning of the video, and I'm sure you've seen this video several times because it's been seen everywhere, and the video shows he put his hands up. He surrendered himself to the police officers. Surrendered. So why all of a sudden, in a couple seconds into the video, at the very beginning of the confrontation, supposed confrontation, and then they, the news has been going around saying he was allegedly, Yes, exactly. He was allegedly caught selling cigarettes. They had no viable proof. He had two packs of cigarettes on him. They were literally, apparently, story is that, a story that we're led to believe, rather, is that he was being watched for selling cigarettes, that he had been stopped in the past for selling cigarettes, that this was just a routine stop because they were trying to get to the bottom of cracking down on him selling cigarettes illegally in the state of New York. Okay. That, and that may be true. That may be not true. But on the day of, in the video, one of the police officers that responded literally took a pack of cigarettes out of his pants after the man was dead. He was on the ground in handcuffs, not moving. And you can see in the video... And I think we've gone over this before, Fluffy, if I'm not mistaken. In the mm-hmm. video, you see the police officer bend down, take a pack of cigarettes out of his pocket, out of a dead man's pocket. He was dead not even 20-something minutes. And right. he went into his pocket, yanked the pack of cigarettes, and put it in his own. Wow. If that's not, dis- if that's not disgraceful, if that's not blatant, and you not you didn't have what do one you mean? Officer. Wait just a minute, Juan. Juan, slow down. Let me get this right. You said <laughs> on the video one of the police officers stole a pack of cigarettes off of Eric Garner's dead body and put them <laughs> in his own pocket, not in an evidence <laughs> bag or anything. No, it's in the video. Fluffy, did we not go over this before? I'm sure I'm we. Have yeah, to- we. I don't even yeah, you know what you know I don't even want to see it because I believe you, but I just wanted to clarify what you just said. Wow. And and my you know what, the, the only thing second place to that not to interrupt you but I know you got a lot on your chest but not, but and not to interrupt you but one of the things that's just, that can only be more despicable than what you just said just now is the fact that the man laid there with EMTs not doing anything for him and they delayed on calling the EMTs and then when they got there they just kind of stood there and just kind of twirled their thumbs. They didn't try to check his, his pulse on his neck on his, on his hand. They didn't try to move him around. They didn't try to do anything. They're just as bad off and just as guilty as the officer that put the cigarettes in his pocket. Go ahead. And then, uh, you know, and, and again, in the same video, you see the police officers, one of the people said, he's dead. He's not breathing. And he said, no, he's okay. He's fine. His eyes are open. This man, this man was clearly dead. He hadn't, bre- he hadn't gasped for a breath of air in over 15-something minutes of the video. And they had this man in ha- First off, you had a dead man in handcuffs. You knew he was dead before he hit the ground because he stopped breathing on you. He hadn't gasped for air. 
in a certain amount of minutes. So you knew, you had the clear understanding and indication he was there. Yet when the EMT showed up, they put him on a stretcher. Instead of bringing the ambulance to where they were, they rolled him down in the stretcher to the corner where the police, where the ambulance was. And the police officer even says, okay, so where are we going? And they turn the stretcher around sideways and her, didn't even hurry him. They peacefully walked to the ambulance. So you knew he was dead. They didn't do any resuscitative measures. In, in the, I think it's like a 20-minute video, 20 or 22-minute video, you don't see the police officers try to do any resuscitative measures. You don't see anyone try to sit there and do mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. You don't even see the police officers do compression, chest compressions, which is something that you're taught in the police academy. So you mean to tell me, in 22 minutes of a video, the officer didn't do anything? Then they kept on trying to get his attention like he was going to respond. They waited for his response. They asked him several times throughout the video. It's clear as day in the video. They asked him several times in the video, Sir, are you okay? Sir, are you okay? Sir, are you okay? And then you see the police officer. Then, if that wasn't bold enough. They asked the him police. several times if after he was laying down, sir, he was okay. The Because you're going a little fast for me. The, the, the paramedics said that or the police officers said that? No, the paramedics, because the police officers just stood there and watched him. And then you see, but the the paramedic is just repeating, sir, you're okay, sir, you're okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, are you okay was the question. Okay. Then you, then you then you hear the police, then you hear the, then you hear in the video, one of the people go, that's the person who did it. And you see the police officer, you see Pantaleo wave at the camera and smile. Yeah. Wave at the camera and smile. Wave at the camera and smile. You see him wave in the camera and smile as all of this is going on. As calm as can be, clear as conscious as possible, knowing that he just killed someone, and he was calm as can be, not a stressful bone in his body. So you, it, it, does that seem like someone that was repentful and, and apologetic for what he just did? He took someone's fa- he took someone's father, he took someone's uncle, he took someone's husband's life. And he wasn't remorseful at all. Not in the least. So again, I'm sure that they probably didn't show them the full video, of course, because that would be too too real. I'm sure that they didn't and, so, and and now you can tell me, well, you know, this is wrong and that is wrong and this is a lie and that's why you can't lie about facts. You can lie about words. Juan, Juan, are you saying that you don't think that the jury, the grand jury, saw the full video? Is that what you're suggesting when you say, I don't think they saw the full video? Because I didn't even see the full video, honestly, because I'm missing things you didn't say. I mean, that meant that you're saying that I never seen. But um, so the grand jury is, is what you're suggesting, did not see the whole video? I'm almost positive that the only thing that they showed him was him being put in a chokehold, not him yelling, not him screaming, not the EMT standing over him in awe of him being there, not any of that. Just the simple fact that he was put in a chokehold. Just the simple fact that the officers 
And this, and then let's not get that twisted either, because this police, this same police officer has had several instances and several running for the same issue. Do you think the I'm grand sure jury was presented with the past? I'm aware. Um, and it's just. Or do you think that they were presented with the officer's past? Because it seems like it, um, the prosecutors have been just playing defense on everything to come to find out with these grand juries. Well, well, you also have to take into consideration, and let's not forget the facts of the case, that the police officers in question sat there and the, the, the grand jury, like I was telling Flossie earlier, and I apologize for the wind and the cars rolling behind me. I'm by a highway. Um, but the police officers and the grand, the, the, the DA set himself up for failure. By him going to a grand jury, he knew himself that he could not adequately represent the case. If you knew, if you knew beforehand that you could not adequately represent your client, your victim, you shouldn't have been taking the case. So he should have reclosed himself like we've been asking other prosecutors to do. Right. If you know, bring in a special prosecutor. Right. If you feel that in your heart of hearts that you need to go to a grand jury because you don't, you can't take this to a regular criminal case. Now, I hate to tell you, but let a, a, a person, let a person of color, go ahead and commit a murder. They're not going to take it to no grand jury. They're going to take his butt to criminal court and charge him just like that. They're not going to ask if they think that the evidence is good enough to proceed with the case. They're going to take that shit straight to court. And that person would be in handcuffs, fast, quick, and in a hurry. Well, we see it play out every day. Every day. Uh, The prosecutor feels like they're fit to to even send people to jail with the flimsiest of the evidence. You know, and then full, to the fullest extent of the law. So, you know, they can do it. It's just a matter of, you know, when you take it to a grand jury, it's because you're either A, a rookie, and you want to make a name for yourself, or B, you just don't know what the hell you're doing, and you'd hate to admit that you don't know what the hell you're doing. So you want someone else to make the decision for you. Instead of bringing the case up to a case, going, putting it all in one basket and hoping to God that you get, that you score a winning run. Mm-hmm. Hoping and praying that they think the same way you do. I don't well, agree I with that A or B, but I see where you're going with that. But I, I just see things in a little a bit bigger picture than, you know, that. I see it as, A, you're corrupting a motherfucker, and, B, you just don't give a fuck about prosecuting police officers, especially because they're part of the good old boy club. Because these people are experienced prosecutors. They deal with thousands of cases in New York City. And by what Ferguson was showing, they they had no no, um, problem uh, putting warrants out and things like that. They had more warrants and people under arrest than people that were actually in the city. So these people ain't rookies. They're just corrupt to the bone, and they don't care. 
And that's what we really need to be saying instead of all this politically correct-like type shit. We need to just say it exactly what it is. They don't care, and they're not fit to prosecute police officers. I think police officers should be brought to court in the, in the public. We need to have set up a whole different system that deals with police and misconduct and murders and what they do amongst their ranks, and it should be public. That's you know, my little I, humble you, opinion. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm like this here. I got, I, I, got, I got a couple of things that kind of bothers me with this this whole process. And one, you one, you could hit me off on this when when I'm kind of done with this. It won't take long. First of all, Nancy Grace said something that was that made a lot of sense the other day in terms of the Mike Brown case. What she said was that a grand jury, the whole purpose of a grand jury, when you go to a grand jury, the prosecution is supposed to figure out a way to set it up where you do go to trial and where you do uh, execute whatever's going on so far as the facts in the case and everything else. Not mess around and piss around with this thing, not play around and play games and try to figure out, you know, so much you know, the you know, the odds and ends of stuff, but to get things rolling towards just like they do against African Americans and and, and, and and other minorities, you should get this thing set up as a DA. The DA's uh, uh, purpose is to prosecute. That's why they have defense attorneys, and that's why they have prosecutions. Either one of these cases met the criteria. The second thing that I have a problem with is that um this guy, like you mentioned earlier, had had a two or three lawsuits settled because of him using excessive force on civilians. He had he had he had, he had cases where they actually state of New York actually had to settle. So I hold them culpable for this guy's actions because you kept him on the police force. And again, you know this guy already had not one, not two, but three to five different cases where they had to settle out of court because of his behavior. The other problem that I have, and it's just two more, and I'm gonna let it, let it go is the fact that the grand jury, once they come to a decision, they're allowed to remain in silence and not say what the hell happened. Now, I can understand a few days or something like that, but when they go to this this business where they're going to indefinitely not say anything, I have a problem with that. And finally, in order for, just like something happens to Miss Ice, uh, you know, heaven knows that I don't want that to happen, or heaven, heaven knows I don't want something to happen to you. If something happens... You don't want to sit up and wait almost six months. This happened in July. And you wait five to six months, and the host of the jury forgets what the hell happens and forgets the details, and a lot of them, it's near Christmas time. They're in a hurry to get out of this situation so they can get on with their lives and get on to Christmas. And you did it so close to the Mike Brown decision, you should have had an answer. Hell, the Mike Brown yeah. decision came down yeah. two or three months ahead of what you did. It's like it was coordinated, huh, Jeezy? Yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous. For lack of a better way to put it, as the title says, Eric Gardner, Eric Gardner, as the the New York police and grand jury fuckery continues, is our topic 646-595-3402. I'm telling you, the time that they sit up here and they wait, and they let this marinate, Nancy Grace said that they have cases have cases in which she processes grand jury cases all the time. She processes them all the time where they have up to 100 cases 
for weeks that they go through and figure out what the hell is going on, and then they release it. You do not hold on to a case like this for five or six months and then hurry a decision through so you and your court system can go to Christmas and have a New Year's, especially when this man has lost his life. And with the obvious, the obvious stuff that happened, that it's not like Mike Brown where he said, oh, too bad nobody had a video phone camera thing going and all that, which I wish they did. We had a 14-minute video, a 14-minute video that showed from beginning to end, and then they had in such injury at the end of it, you got a jackass that's been brought up on charges and has had to have settlements paid out three to five times, right, including, you know, being suspended once before, who's sitting here grinning at a camera like he had just did something funny. That's my rant for the day. Go ahead, Juan. And, and, you know, just to rant on with what you got, what you already said, it didn't make it any better. It doesn't make the situation better when you already have a bad bad apple, and you let the bad apple continue to spoil your bunch. It's not, you know, it's one thing to sit here, and he's probably had one slap on the wrist, but five, and then settled out of court? You settle out of court because you know what the hell happened. You know that there's a probable chance that he did what he's accused of doing. Probable. So, he I had mean, five lawsuits that was put against him because of his conduct. Yes, and all <laughs> five were settled out of court. Prior to Ooh, by the same with the same people in the same county, and everybody knows what's going on. And those citizens that were on the grand jury are aware of this too, I'm sure. And wow, so this is just blatantly like whatever. You know, we could care less what you're talking about. And as a matter of fact, Merry Christmas. Basically. Incredible. Incredible. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Yeah. You know, even though a lot of African-Americans and people of color can't even afford Christmas, I mean, this is just like a hit on all kinds of ways. There's people out there that are struggling financially that cannot take care of their children, as in the fact of putting food and clothes on their back. And then Christmas is coming up, Thanksgiving went up through, and they're struggling. And then you got to be aware of the fear and terrorism within your own county and cities and states. You know, this is just like really like this is like a jolly Christmas for people. I feel like people are happy. I don't know which individuals out there, but it seems like the mainstream is showing us that everybody's happy. You know, uh, not everybody because there's people protesting, but they're just comfortable with this. Like we're we're not going to be happy over Christmas. I mean, do y'all don't care about us. You know, I thought Christmas was hey ho and ho ho. I don't know why. I'm so I'm so tired, Juan. Got a police force is acting like a bunch of ho hoes because they keep on getting away with with the obvious. They keep getting away with the obvious, and and it is so obvious that these people, um, you know, what I'm saying, go through this 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 business of continuously abusing its citizens. You got a you got a, a record where you and your partner set up and made one suspect suspect a suspect who hadn't done anything. 
stripped down to the, to, to naked out on the street, and, and then had him get you know dressed back up again. You know what I'm saying? I mean, this guy has done some some incredible stuff to, to people out here, and has been allowed to, to more or less get away with it. I mean, it's, it's he was a true bully. Yeah, he's a he's a bully that's backed up by the system. And the problem that I have with this is that here again, when you've been brought up on on all kind of cases and all kind of stuff that's going on, you continue to get away with, uh, you know, what I'm saying this this kind of behavior. Uh, it's just it's just amazing to me that you can you can continue to get away with this stuff. I mean, I mean, you, you keep you, you keep telling that the masses. You What's that background that, noise? It's a little loud. I can up. barely hear you, Jeezy. That, that, that's okay. I've already I've already paused it for a second. I'll bring him back in in a minute. It's a okay. situation, I swear. You know this this continuous behavior. You know it's like you know one of the questions I had tonight is what is the purpose of the grand jury that allows you know these type of murders and these type of things to continue? And I'll say it again. It seems like they were in kind of a hurry to get the silverwood before Christmas. It seems that they were kind of, you know, on this mission to kind of just push it through and push it by, and, and, and this posture, kind of like, okay, you know, this is this is this is crazy. What's going on? Uh, this guy has, you know, had a history of uh, of uh, of uh, you know doing things, you know, as 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 kind of a, a renegade uh, a person, uh, you know, in the, in the justice. I mean, there's system. a problem with what, how you're looking at it right here, Jeezy. You're looking at it as how when we go to court, they love to bring up our priors. Oh, you've been right. arrested before, okay? You're looking at it from our point of view of being thrown up uh, against the wall and put in this in this system for little to nothing. But, see, that's not how it is for them. They have a whole different set of rules for themselves. And their set of rules is as long as you don't do any of our higher officials wrong, you're good to go. We will got right. we got your back. See, you're that and I'm saying I'm feeling where you're coming from, but really honestly, they don't bring up priors when it comes to them and a good example of that is reparations. I cannot talk to anybody about reparations because they tell me, oh, that was in the past, that this, that and the other. I'm like, but y'all love to bring up priors. I don't get it. So it's like as long, I, as long as I don't bring up your prior history of what you've done to me and what you're still doing to me, it's all in good to the dandy. You know, for you to bring up my priors that seven years ago I slapped a police officer and you're wondering why I'm out on the street. You know, and it, you know what's going on? Or oh, I got shot. I got caught for shoplifting. Then when I was 19, and then I got caught. I got ran. But you know, because the prosecutor loved to bring that up when you go to court. Oh, your honor, this prior and that prior. And they really have the nerve to judge you off of priors. <laughs> Not well, that well, see, situation. Exactly. Just see, off of your prior stuff. This is the hypocrisy that we're talking about. I mean, you look at, here's, here's a little piece of flavor that I was talking about before. It says here that Pantaleo, the officer that committed the crime, right, uh, said, said, see, they try to say he was distraught and it was a terrible loss. I think that that's just a bunch of fuckery because you were laughing right after the man died. It's on, you're on tape. It's on camera. You thought it was funny, and the man, they say he was dead and everything, and you were laughing like something was funny. 
Okay, now, it says that Pantaleo was sued twice in the past for allegedly racially motivated conduct while on the job. Two black men accused him in 2012 of being subjected to an illegal strip in broad daylight. Pantaleo reportedly taped each man's testicles, uh, each man's testicles, right, during oh, the search. No. Oh, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, and which he denied oh. with, with, with a bid to discover any contraband uh, by the Daily News reported. And a second lawsuit. Why? A man named is he a Ly- homosexual? I mean, I'm not trying to put a jab against homosexuals, but why are you messing with these men's balls? What's going on with you? That is sensitive. Very, very sensitive on a man. And for you to mess with his sexual organs like that, that's a torturer mentality. Oh, a- absolutely. A- a- absolutely. I mean, and, and, I mean it, it gets worse than that. In the second case, in the second case, right, a, a man named Ryland Walker accused a group of New York PD officers that included Pentaleo of arresting him despite the fact that he was committing no crime at the time and was not acting in a suspicious manner. It included misleading data on, 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 a, on a police report to justify the arrest. Charges against them were ultimately dismissed. This is what I'm saying. This guy has a propensity to do crazy stuff to people and to cause harm to people and to do crazy stuff. And then and then we look up and we're wondering, well, what the hell is going on here and what's happening with him? I'll tell you what's happening with him. You got a dirty, low-down son of a bitch who, who, who uh, by all, you know, uh, means is looking a at psychopath, this A narcissist, a narcissist, a psychopath, a bully. Probably has confusion right. about his sexuality since he's messing with other men's uh, genitals. So yeah, yeah, there's something deadly wrong with this person. Deadly I mean, wrong, as we just and, saw. And then what kills me is you have the moderators in the media, and you have, you know, what I'm saying, former policemen that are trying to justify this guy's behavior, and they have more or less a oh well, whatever approach to what's going on. And see, and anything that's perfectly okay. My question is, if that is how you feel about it, and if that is your your real honest and true feelings, I wonder how you would feel if the situation came up and arose itself where something like this happened to one of your family members. Or somebody I don't think they would even think. They don't know how to think like that. Where Juan at? Did he go to the store or what, what happened? What, 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 he, he was around some coworkers, so he, he said he would call back oh. here and just defend. So, so like I said, you oh, and I can okay, fire okay. I'm sure we got uh, a whole yeah, lot of yeah. uh, we got yeah. a whole lot of juice to keep the, the party bubbling, but it's like, it, it, and also, you know, my question to you would probably be, you know, should citizens start retaliating? What do you think we ought to do about this thing when the system is unable, or in his case, unwilling to prosecute well, obvious wrongs? Well, obviously, um, I'm about self protection and self defense. I'm going to just put it in legal terms. I fully mm-hmm. believe in self-defense and self-protection. You know what? Oh, I thought my son was knocking on my door. But um, <laughs> when it comes to retaliation, honestly, we are not cohesive enough, in my opinion, and within our communities to stand our ground shoulder to shoulder like they did in the 60s with the Black Panther movement where they were a party of self-defense. Um, if we had within individual communities, especially ones that are really, really 
um, under murderous attack because some communities murder black and brown people more than other communities. Like, that's why L.A. was so on fire because they was literally killing a lot of black people out there. And um, so if we were more cohesive as uh, black men and black women and brown men and black and brown women to work with each other and to get the proper licenses, those that can do it, to have the open carry, whatever we need to have so that we can stand there in solidarity, that this exercising our rights as a unit, then I'm down for that. But as in just like going to war, no, these people been stockpiling and they've been hating for quite a while, and I do not want to see too much bloodshed. I know that there's going to have to be bloodshed just to make any kind of change with this beast because that's that's the only thing it seems like he understands is when his he see his own blood running. So that I get it, but I don't want to like jump the gun and you know I'm on a, a, a recorded line. And let right. everybody know how I truly feel, as in what I would do if somebody messed with one of mine. Oh yeah, we're, we're we're still in here. Okay, I just want to let you know I'm still here. I just had okay. I'm just relaxing right now with a couple of colleagues of mine, so I didn't want you guys to hear the music or the noise, so I needed my phone. But I'm hey, still hey, with that, you all. That, that, I have that, you guys right here. Do what you need to do. No, I said no. Okay, but I, but I just think that this stuff is just crazy when you look at the entirety of what's going on, you know, with this situation. Because, I mean, here you have, you know, which leads us to our now fifth question. How does the coroner's report that found that this was a homicide, the coroner's report, not me, not you, not Juan, not, you know, the news, the coroner's report, the official documentation that says it is what it is, because of him being compressed and being in a chokehold, they said that this was a homicide. How does the grand jury drop the ball on that? I'm going with Juan on this. Either they didn't know on Juan's side, or on my side, they some cowards, and they're not gonna they're not gonna sit up there and be involved with this political environment that they see that's going on and they some cowards. So it's either that one. They didn't see or weren't presented with with everything like we saw what happened with Michael Brown's case, or they just some straight out cowards. What you think, Juan? I, I look I think that in my opinion, I agree that's one hundred what you just said. So I agree with every last bit of what you just said. My problem, in addition to what you just said, and going along with that, and tailgating on, on your bumper, is that I want to know who comprises these grand juries. What kind of people did you have on there? Was there a jury of the victims' peers on these juries? Because here again, with all of this secret indictment stuff, with all this secret, you know, uh, you know, smoking mirrors, with all this secretive behavior, like this is the loyal order of the water buffaloes on the Flintstones or something, and we don't know what's going on. We don't know what their criteria is. We don't even know who or, or why someone's voting, and you want to shut it down for six months at a time. It should, it, 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 if something happens to me or you, you should not have to sit and wait six months in order to get the truth because there is no way you'll be able to... Oh, man, though, brother, brother, hold on. This is even deeper. 
They got people sitting in jail right now that the prosecution is trying to get their lie right and been in there. There was a brother released from Rikers Island, did three years waiting for trial. So, so you really, that's what I was telling you about the prison industrial system and how it's connected to this the other night. You know, because they literally keep us locked up. It's called debtor's prison. We can't get out. The prosecution and the police just hold us and put, and then the judge cooperates and put a bond on us that we can't afford. We can't get out. So we're fighting our case within the jail system. Okay? But but these people are never, this man was never arrested. Darren Wilson was never arrested. They would have got out anyway. George Zimmerman was at least arrested, but that took some pressure. But, you know, it's just like, you know, the, obviously the rules do not apply to the demons, the, the the devils, the ones that that are not fair, clearly. They're not Christian. They're not Jewish. They, they don't profess to any kind of moral aptitude that most Americans think that they, they do. Because a lot of Americans, they throw this patriot stuff out there, and they act like they're Christians, right? But Christians ran up out of the church, and they lynched us right straight out the church. They got got done with the pastor, and they came, and they picked a nigga called Picnic Picnic, and lynched us with a Bible in their hand. So this is the kind of beast we're dealing with, this beast mentality. We need to remember that our history and put it all into context. That's why I told you the other night, didn't I just tell you about the video cameras? I said, them video cameras ain't going to do nothing for nobody. They're just going to keep replaying it on the news and justify it nonetheless. And the worst ones, of course, their cameras malfunction. So you won't have the information that that you need to have. I mean, the question was put to the point is you should say that, because the question was put to to one of the moderators on CNN tonight, you know, about 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 the, the camera deal. Spike Lee said, "Well, you know, we had a guy standing here for 14 minutes with his cell phone recording it, and you see what the grand jury came up with. So, what damn difference is it going to make if if the uh, if the person if it's on camera or not, being recorded or not? Camera, it's not going to matter." Oscar Grant was shot in his back in L.A. on the freaking subway with handcuffs on his back in front of everybody on cell phone camera. And they still did not want to mess with this cop that did this. This transportation cop on top of it all. This, oh, I'm going to give you a ticket, nigga. But he got a, a, he I meant a man. I don't want to say nigga because I don't promote that at my household. Sometimes I feel the passion. He is one on the radio. This nigga, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to sit up there And you know all that that happened On film what was that 2009 January 1st 2009 They caught this all on film And they still did it Uh, 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 Rodney King was on film And they still did And they still try and let him off That's why I was telling you None of that camera That's a cop out because all they're going to do and 50 years from now, if we keep on letting this go, another generation from now, we're going to be talking about, oh, the video cameras and how we should change legislature for that. No, 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 no. We need to either abolish the police system completely because it's corrupt to the core and it's really about modern-day slavery. It's all about slavery. 
or we need to come up with a completely different set of how we're going to deal with people that are disruptive in our society. Because the, uh, the police are using criminal thing as a cloak to mess with people, to harass and torture and kidnap and rape. They're using that as a cloak. And they're selling us. It's human trafficking. Let's use the real words. This is human trafficking. This is slavery. What we're witnessing is terrorism. Go ahead, Jesus. Well, I'll tell you something. You're, you're on point as usual with what you're saying. I'm sitting up here watching Charles Barkley, and all of a sudden white people are 110%. You know what I'm saying? Uh all ears with Charles Barkley is concerned and listen to what he's saying. And every day this guy comes up with a with a new something about how what white people are doing to us should happen. How white people are treating African Americans should happen. And it's like it's like look Uncle Tom, you got your job already. Oh, 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 oh. And Uncle Tom is not the correct terminology, it's Sambo. Uncle Tom actually tried to escape. I re- I had to go back and research Uncle Tom because I had mm-hmm. somebody on Facebook had said something about Uncle Tom not being a sellout, and so I had to go back and read the story, Uncle Tom's mm-hmm. Cabin, and it was actually right. Sambo that sold out Uncle Tom. Uncle Tom was down for the community, and I think us putting that energy out saying Uncle Tom, Uncle Tom is is – is destructive to us because even though we're ignorant to who Uncle Tom truly was, we're attaching this negative energy to somebody that was actually down for our cause. So Sambo is the term people need to be starting to say. It will at least in that in that story frame of Uncle Tom's cabin, I want to say. Right. You know, right. otherwise well, you we know need what? to just come up with traitors, race traitors. And I'm never above being educated, so I appreciate the correction. No problem, honey. I just found it out myself. You know, you can go ahead and, and read Uncle Tom's Cabin again, and you'll see what who Uncle Tom truly was. Because that's the one that they're talking about is Uncle Tom's Cabin. See, but a lot of folks just go ride the train, and I did it for years. I, you know, I'm still retrying to train my name, uh, my the my terms that I use. Because I found out that things that I thought I was using to help my people, words I was using to help my people, were actually not positive words and not accurate terminology. So I had to reverse that and say, okay, I need to learn the right words because words are powerful. And I want to put that into the universe, what I intend. You know what I'm saying? What I intend to be done. I don't want Uncle Tom's to be attacked. I need them niggas come to find out. The real Uncle Tom's, at least, the the ones in the cabin, but I don't need them Sambo-ass ones because they're the ones that are sitting up uh, Charles Barkley's uh, whoop, whoop, whoop until he get his nigga moment and they reveal the goat that he that he fucked on camera, you know, because all them people got something dirty on them. Him and, him and Donald Lemon both. Donald Lemon got a whole lot of Sambo going on with him right about now. He so he so he didn't reveal himself as as as, as the, what I like to call the alleged dominant society has setting up and done this. They get brothers to jump in here and join into causes that are dead in causes. You know what I'm saying with all the gay stuff and all the the stuff that you know people saying that they 
they just like us and it's diversity. Diversity ain't got nothing to do with being a gay person. Ain't got nothing to do with that. These are people no. who have a separate they have a separate issue, they have a separate entity, they have a, a separate thing. And I know that my That's grandparents true. didn't did I had a grandmother who was in Chicago marching with Martin Luther King on the day he got hit in the head with the brick. And she was a well known woman and was you know, Margaret Strong, uh, you know what I'm saying, and, and Margaret King. Uh, uh you know, her her her, uh, her uh, surname. And so well, it's shout like, out to Margaret Strong and Mar- Mar- Margaret King. What a powerful yeah. ancestor. And let's just say God bless her since you yeah, called her out. Yeah, and she, and she was there. And I know within my mind that, that she, and he that was marching, not marching, but he's so-called rights that are that it, that it given out now, and to equate 500 years of continuous suffrage and the last two people that was killed, was both of these brothers, you know what I'm saying? I'm not necessarily talking divisiveness because I've had relatives along that line too, but uh, they'll tell you as quicker than I was that that trying to compare this, the two things, the things that we've gone through for 500 years for what they've gone through since 1969 is not only insulting, but it, it's not, it doesn't equivocate to the same things that, that, that we have gone through and everything else. Cause, I mean, you got silly shit coming up like, you know, orange is the new black. Well, to me, that's insulting because I'm black, so what the hell are you talking about? Something related to jail, whether it's comedy or not. So what, blacks in jail are synonymous with each other? See, this is the whole thing like you just were saying. When you start buying into stuff and jumping on the wagon with and trying to be a partner to, you miss the big in general scope of everything. And I don't want to get too far off subject, but you miss the big in general scope of the things that we're going through, and it's exactly these type of things and and, and, identi- and identity markers that sometimes we miss out on and we try to make ourselves a part of that really have nothing to do with us. I'm not really into the European uh, way of thinking and doing stuff because it's the European way of thinking that's got us going through these shootings. It's the European way of thinking that's got us believing that somehow we are a step below or a step beneath when in reality when you go out into the sunshine, you don't revert back you're, you're to the recessive gene. You revert to the dominant gene. And the fact that you it, don't tell it, the people to tell the truth what color Jesus is, that means I can't believe anything else you got to say. So this is just another part of that that whole situation and series that I'm looking at. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's not, um, it's not a really, truly... Europeans, I, I, I'm mad at them just because of the behavior and the way that, you know, I, because I'm a mother, I get mad at my children because of their misbehavior and I try to correct it. So I, I apply the same thing towards Europeans, except for I, I have a more deadly, like, attitude, you know, with, as in with my children, I won't kill them. But um, with them, they have a very self-hatred. As prideful as they try to claim they are, they really do not like themselves. Otherwise, if they love themselves, they would show love towards everybody else on the planet. Their love is a weird, twisted type of love that was developed in a demented way that I will never be able to relate to, but I have seen the cause and effect of their environment and how they came to be on this planet and why they are the way they are. Okay. Right. That being said, we, those that have been affected with their presence among us, 
all over the planet have been affected by their uh, mentality of low self-esteem because that's why we have such a problem with trying to kill ourselves off over stupid stuff. You know what I mean? So that comes from that low self-esteem stuff. But right. and, and we picked up their mental issues of their low self-esteem, the 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 small dick syndrome, the I ain't got a booty syndrome, the oh I can't I gotta go get a tan syndrome. How come you can jump higher syndrome? How come your children when they come out of your womb fresh, a month old baby compared to our babies is way more advanced. I mean they know that their doctors know how our babies develop. Okay. All my kids walked before they were six months, and I had a lot of people tell me, wow, ooh, ooh, and these are Caucasians. My child, I, I seen some kids that were still crawling, and they were two and three. I'm like, are you serious? And they weren't talking full sentences and all kinds of stuff. The, just the whole natural development of us, yeah, that can make you anybody envious. So then they start to hate because they hate each other, and they hate their The problem we have is a white problem, low self-esteem. That's why they need all this football and basketball and entertainment. And look at me. Look at me, Mom. I'm going down the slide, Mom. Look at me. I can jump, Mom. Hey, Mom. Look at me. Daddy, look over here. I mean, they really truly remind me of a four-year-old. I don't care if they're educated and super genius or just dumb and in the freaking trailer park and ain't got a clue. All of them are the same way because we are naturally inventive, compassionate, intelligent, humble, caretakers. We are naturally this stuff until you come among us and you poison our environment and you make it toxic. Then now we we starting to talk. We, we act like you and we talk like you. We cannot expect these people to see things the way we see them. And I'm only saying that because I have observed the ages and seen what's going on, and I don't think these people are capable of truly putting their foot in our shoe on how they're treating us, how their behavior affects us, because that's what we're really looking at is how their behavior affects the rest of the world. Right. And I don't think that they're they're ever going to get it. Well, here again, when I see how often we're imitated, and when I see that they get more credit for pretending to be us than we do being ourselves, and it's also imitation. You have no originality. Your originality. You want a real apple or a fake apple? Just keep it real. Do you want a real apple or an imitation? You go to the grocery store, do you want imitation juice or do you want real apple juice? Do you look for 100% or that 40% uh, apple juice? Exactly. That's literally how they are. They have to imitate us because we're we're not concentrated. (laughs) We ain't watered down. We're not, we're raw. I mean, and by nature, and we look good, we're sexy. Are you kidding me? Oh, my God, look at your lips and your eyes and your skin. It's so, oh, and that's what they say. That's that's the reason why when it comes down to it, when they start talking this stuff about the sexiest person alive, 
and the most beautiful, that's why they don't include us because they know that shit's not true. That's why they keep telling themselves well, over and over again. Look at, how, look at how glamorous we are. Look at how beautiful we are. Look at how much better. Well, you know that's all just a damn lie. And, 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 it's, and it's through this self-loathing that you may make a very good point. It's through this self-loathing of, of oneself that these people continue to try to exist within within the within the realm of where they're at. They don't really have any place else to go. And when they want to try to look down, they, they for years they were able to kind of get away with that. But you see them now. You see them in the rap music. You see them in the jazz music. You see them still still the tap dance music. You see them do all this stuff because they never created anything. To this day, I do not believe that Colonel Sanders created the original recipe for his chicken <laughs> recipe because, because because back in those days they didn't cook. We did. <laughs> I don't believe that he created a supernatural. Put my chicken down, Paula D. What you doing in my my day kitchen, Paula? Paula, I saw her come in my door just now. That old old sneaky heifer. She showed sure did. Came in here, took my biscuit recipe. Exactly, and that's right. why they call it a secret recipe. <laughs> do you know? Do you do you know that the? I was reading on on, on Facebook that the great 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 grandchildren of Aunt Jemima who created the syrups and created the, the pancake I, recipe I that, that she got with the rag on her head are filing a multi-billion dollar lawsuit to recoup all the money that Quaker Oats and these other people who, who, who run that stuff uh, who stole from their family and in a lawsuit trying to recoup all this. These people have always, over the years, figured out a way to, to keep for the longest times we had no copyrights, we had no. No, no they did. It's not hard to figure out, Jeezy. Jeezy, it's not hard to figure out. If you want to look like a superstar and you got the power because of your intimidation and fear and you're just so wild acting, people just don't know how to deal with you, then what you do mm-hmm. is you stand right next to the most popular star in the room and you use all their energy and all their creativity to make you look good. Because that's all they did is steal everything from us. Everything, and that, and they did it by intimidation because they had the police, the judges, and prosecutors, which they set up a system that has never been on our side from the very beginning. Let me tell you something. The only reason that the Crips and the Bloods exist right now is because back in the 1800s, these doggone, uh, and, and actually the 1900s even, these Klansmen, used to come down and ride through the black communities and toss up and kill communities. And there's proof in that, the way that they did. Oh, let's say, let's talk about Tulsa, Oklahoma real quick, and what happened during the 1920s when they had that movie that came out, Birth of a Nation, where because of it was just after slavery, I think it was like 40 years after slavery, the white man who's always kind of sat on his ass and been lazy but wanted to be Charles in charge, didn't have nobody picking his cotton, Blacks were leaving the, the, the South in record numbers and establishing themselves. They sat up and they created Birth of a Nation that showed, oh, how the black man was going to ravage their women now that they got a chance to get out of slavery. And because they were out of, you know, getting out of slavery, how they were going to be. Oh, you know what I'm saying? A, a, a brother supposedly touched a white woman in an elevator, and it set off two weeks of blacks being lined up and killed, murdered, and in their whole town of Tulsa, Oklahoma. But that's not really what set it up. What set it up was jealousy. 
Jealousy is yeah. the root of their shit. They are jealous of us. I remember Rosewood. That he he came into that, those people's house after they done killed the mama when the mama came out the front door, and she was like, "Now y'all set the settle down. We all know it was a boom bullet to the head. They shot her before she could say. We all know it was a cracker that that beat up that woman, and she said it was a nigger. And they went yeah. in they in her house in that movie Rosewood, and that cracker said. This nigga got a piano. I ain't got a piano. This nigga got a What this nigga doing with a piano? See, seriously, just, that's some jealousy, envious type stuff. So that just shows the cultural difference between them. We're actually the ones that civilized them. Because ever since, ever since back when in Europe, when they was among us in Greek times and Roman times, we gave them some sort of civilization. Then we left Europe. They went into the Dark Ages. Then we came back, and they had a renaissance. Okay, that's when the classical music and all this stuff started, you know, because niggas came back. You know, so they really, truly do need us to survive. And, and that's why we're I, something drastic has to happen. I don't know if the media is going to slap down or what the hell is going to happen if the if we're really truly going to unite with people that care about not being tortured, but something has to happen. It has to give. We're, we're at the edge and you know, it, it has to give. And I don't know. Cause I mean, 60 years ago, they said the same thing, but Oh, by the way, when you were talking about birth of a nation, uh, and about the white woman and oh we got a person of a white woman I was listening to black um, talk radio today I forgot what program what okay let him in oh lord I love my black man but this black man be giving me a run for my money my boyfriend just got back <laughs> anyway <laughs> I hate to keep it real y'all but I'm just keeping it real oh Good Lord. And it's always the ones that, you know, you care about that really challenge your your, your patience and your sensibility. But, oh, um, yeah, absolutely. It's it always like that. <laughs> so <laughs> I might have to lock my door because he gets so loud and gets to turning on music and stuff. But anyway, um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear him already. Uh-oh. Because <laughs> he'll interrupt me. Hey, babe. You going to chill out, or what you going to do? All right. Well, I am on the phone. I'm doing a radio show real quick, okay? So please just keep it quiet. Never mind. I'm like Kirk Cobain. Okay. Well, I love you. Don't be like Kirk Cobain and commit suicide, though. I love you, too. Okay. I love you. (laughs) You're so crazy. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Sorry about that. I had to show him. I didn't want to ignore him, you know, because that would just make him upset. But, oh yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, I got this psychological shit down. But anyway, um, <laughs> I'm practicing it, okay? But um, what was I going to say? Well, let, well, if you oh, okay. back the civil. Oh, yeah, you remember the other day? I and mean, he got right. some, by the way. Oh, heifer. Anyway, I love him, but I ain't gonna let. I ain't gonna be mad. All right, um. Now you'd have made me think about something else. <laughs> Let me focus. All right, focus. All right, I was watching Black Talk Radio, and on Black okay. Talk Radio today, I don't know if it was an old program or not, 
but they were talking about the real inspiration and the real reason the civil rights movement got sparked off was because mm-hmm. black men were tired of their black women and children and men getting kidnapped and raped. So this was, they were talking about Rosa Parks, and I think it was, um, I want to say the Michael Imhotep show, but they were saying that they, black men were standing up against black women and children getting raped, and they were locking down their communities and doing basically what the, the, the Black Panthers did, but an early version. And this was in the 30s and 40s that this was going on. And, and wrote, hello? Uh, yeah, I'm listening, believe me. Oh, I thought I heard I, I was, somebody. I was just getting some background feed off of the, the uh, situation on CNN with our deal, but I'm, I'm definitely listening to what you're saying. Go ahead. Okay. But anyway, the, um, they were saying that there was a sister named um, Tyler or – I don't want to. I don't want to falsify what it was, but if you go into the uh, the archives of Black mm-hmm. Talk Radio, you should be able to pull that show up and and hear the interview of the person that was talking about truly why Rosa Parks was was in that seat because she was a black nationalist. She was about keeping um, the women and children safe because these men, these Caucasians, were coming into our communities, stealing us and raping us, sometimes even killing us. But there was a woman that was gang raped because that's where the whole term gang rape even comes from because Caucasians love to gang up on people just like the police. It's not just one officer. It's got to be ten officers or five officers to jump your asses. They they gang, they they do stuff in gangs. So they they gang raped this woman. Yeah, Yeah, she was was 23 years old, married with a child. And this was in Alabama. And so um, Marcus Garvey had a lot to do with the influence and things like that. But they said what initially sparked off the civil rights movement was not integration, because that's why I was mad at civil rights. Because I was like, are you serious? Uh, Y'all was fighting to sit next to Becky? Are you you, Get the fuck out of here. I don't want to sit next to Becky. We had our own communities. We had our own drugstores. We had our own doctors. Who wants to sit next to your old nasty-ass, man-ass Becky eating a mayonnaise sandwich? Are you kidding me? No. <laughs> it, it was we wanted <laughs> – I'm sorry. I always like to no, put a little humor that's, in That's 100 radio. It's 100. Go ahead. But um, it was about trying to protect our families and get our fair share of what we're putting out money-wise, the economy, our fair share to come back into our communities because we were spending a lot of money and paying taxes, but the United States government did not give us our, our refunds back the way they were supposed to and deliver the money back into our communities and our schools and our streets the way that we were paying it out. It had nothing to do with sitting next to Becky. So our movement got hijacked by homosexuals, Jews, and uh, Caucasian Jews, and Caucasian um, white women. So all of a sudden, the civil rights turned into a women's rights, a gay rights type of thing. Right. NAACP has been founded by Caucasian Jews. They they're the ones that found that stuff in are in charge of the Urban League and stuff like that. That's why we ain't seen no change over these years. 
because there's we the people that are funding them financially or they have no interest with us. But if you say anything about the Holocaust, these, these cracker Jews want to come out and, and jump up and say, ah, ah, how dare you talk about the Holocaust? Oi, oi. You know, you know what kills me about that? They went, they went you know, that for 12 stuff. years. They went through that for 12 years. But we can't years. say nothing about our own personal Holocaust. We can't get reparations, and the number one reason we cannot get reparations is because the banks are owned by the same Caucasian Jews that were running the slave trade and the um, secret relationship between blacks and Jews, which is two volumes in a book by the Nation of Islam, proves right. me to be correct. Right. So we'll never see reparations because these Caucasian Jews that want us to, to recognize their their Holocaust are are the ones that are holding the coffers. Just like in the in in the New Testament when Jesus called them out and said, "You guys ain't none, yoga. You ain't none of my my kinfolk." You know, but well, Caucasians think, think that Jesus is white. You heard me say that earlier. You know, you won't even tell the the, the, the true identity of Jesus. I mean, and, and while you were tearing all the things about black people out of the Bible, it's known that Moses was black, right? But yet when you do the, the new movie, The Exodus, you're making the pharaohs who are from Africa white. You take Jesus and you make him blonde hair and blue eyes. When, I, I tell you, in Europe, in Europe, Jesus is brown. In Nazareth, Jesus is brown. In the Philippines where I was stationed at, Jesus is brown. The yeah, but they won't say he's African because when you talk no. to those those people over there, they say, "Oh, he was a brown Arab, he was a brown Philippine, he was a brown everything but a true African man," which makes right. him among our tribe. You know what I'm saying? So that's what they say because I've seen a woman on one of these shows, and she was like, "Well, Jesus was was woolly haired and brown, golden skin like we are in my land." You know, and she looks like a Caucasian, a sandcracker. I, I, I didn't want to be rude, but I'm just going to keep it real. She looked like a sandcracker. And so so their authentication is, okay, well, he was brown, but he just wasn't African. And that's the thing that we need to let everybody know is he was African. He was Ethiopian. Exactly. Nazareth is located on the continent of Africa. Caucasians can't even sit out in the sun 10 minutes in Arizona without crisping up, getting all curly and scaly, looking like a cooked lobster. And you're going to tell it me you get some It's because the pigmentation is actually unnatural. They're actually unnatural. It's, it's, it's the law of photosynthesis. If you take a leaf, right, a green leaf, and you sit it inside of a book for a year, and you go back after a year, that leaf is crisped up and it's, 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 it's brightened up because it's getting no air and no light to it. The, 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 the photosynthesis is the study of the science of light. And so, and so when the same thing happened to the Caucasians, when he went up into the mountains of Europe, once upon a time, his tribe was brown just like our tribe was, black just like us. When you, when, if you go and you spend a million years up into the, uh, the, uh, the uh, Caucasian mountains where they came from, was where the term Caucasian comes from, you're going to lighten up and brighten up, but in reality, when you come back out in the sun where you originally were, you're going to turn brown. That's what happens. Yeah, because you still have that DNA sequence in your body. But anyway, 
I don't want to focus on that anymore. Let's switch up for a minute because okay, I'm sorry. Okay, we're going to go back. We're going to go back yeah. to, you know, that's an integral, for, for people out there listening, that's still an integral part of this discussion. You'll say, well, what does all that come from, and what does all that have to do with the Eric uh, uh, Garner uh, and New York yeah, Police Department deal? I'll, I'll, I'll keep it in short form, for, like they're cleft notes. The behavior of history of these people, white people versus black people, and everything that we talked about, whether it was, you know, some people might view it as insensitive. Well, guess what? It is insensitive and what they call appalling to look at black men pretending to get killed. It is insensitive and it is appalling when you get uh, white people come on TV and say that murdering black people unarmed, murdering people with chokeholds and everything else and then letting them off, that is appalling and offensive to us to see that. So we certainly don't uh, look to be offensive, but myself and my colleague uh, from, from, from Arizona are just telling it like I, it is. It is the behavior of, of what has happened generation after generation that has brought us to where we are here. Go ahead, Ms. Heiss. That's right. No, you're right. You're right. Uh, I just you, you brought it back exactly to where we need to be in because living in the past is, a, you know, some form of confidence and uh, education and stuff like that. But we are living in the now and in the present, real talk. Yes. So um, at the same time, we need to pull whatever we can from wherever we can get it at this point to give us energy to fight the good fight and get on, you know, the the right. What? No, you can't. Not right now because it's going to be too loud. But um, that was my son. Uh, Mm Hmm. We gotta we gotta really focus on solutions. And even though we might have not have a lot of calls tonight or we're not on the streets with large crowds around us, I know for a fact that this conversation is going to contribute to the vibration, the energy that's going on on this planet. Because I deal with metaphysical, spiritual action. We we, we gotta use all these laws of physics to help us because these devils went into our temples and killed our elders once upon a time, and they taught them how to track the stars and the oceans and the waves and, the, and, the, and electricity and stuff and because that's how we actually manipulated our environment. And since they stole that knowledge from us and they are only self-centered because they have a low self-esteem, then they hoard it. Which is another condition Caucasians have. They are big time hoarders. They, you could go into a, a lot of their homes and they got so much shit in there. You know, they don't want. There's a television show, as a matter of fact, uh, focus on these people just collecting and collecting. I gotta have this. I gotta. It's mine. And that's another four year old mentality. That's mine. That's mine. No, I ain't sharing. You know, that's literally how these people are. They're deadly four-year-olds, though. They're deadly four-year-olds. You think about that. They can't really help it, though. They can't really help it. They know that they They can't help it. And here again, for those that are out there listening, we're talking about behavior. This is behavioral science that we're talking about here. You cannot have your behavior in check and actually expect people who have seen this happen over and over again. I'm 51 years old, and I have watched over the years 
the experience and, and, and doing things. So that, and, uh, even though I, I only got a year and a half of college under me, I still have a sociology degree in life because I've socialized and I've dealt with other people. So a lifetime sociology degree is a lot more important than a book sociology degree because we can read of what love is. It's a four-letter word. It's a simple word. We can read on what love is, but unless you've lived it, practiced it, been a part of it, let it soak into you, make your mistakes and everything else, you don't know what love is because like Bungini once said, even the dictionary can't tell you what the meaning of a friend is. You have to experience that person. You have to know what that person is. You have to know when your, bro- when, when your little white brothers and sisters is on some sick shit. You got to know when, they're, when right. they're, they're, they're telling you like, they're like, they they no make love, Gigi. We know they show no love in these grand jury decisions by what you just said. They're, they showed no love. They show no compassion, no human understanding of what they're watching, what they're involved in. No love. You won't even follow your own guidelines. You don't even look. Again, as we go back into the questions, how does the NYPD have a 21-year standing order not to use a chokehold? It's on your books because of a murder that happened you know, 21 years ago, actually closer to 1979, it happened 20, almost 30 years ago, where you had it on the books that you cannot put a person in a chokehold because the person that died from that had a nightstick pressed up, up, up underneath his throat and, he, and it crushed his Adam's apple. Again, another black male, and you have a standing order on your books, right? And how does this go, how does this go unpunished? And, Exactly, and, and the final question is: When will America's largest city, a, a police force, get off of this fuckery? You know, quit rationalizing murder. Quit rationalizing the need to—I mean, stripping somebody down and taping their testicles together and doing all this, all this weird stuff, and and and, and you know, and basically, exactly. you know, taking, I mean, it's crazy. How long are you going to use the laws? to continue to punish people just because you don't like their dichotomy, just because you don't like their makeup. It's problematic. Six four six. Just because five, you have five, low five, self-esteem. Five, four, six, you know, five. I don't even understand how they got low self-esteem because they've been around some people that love to be alive. Why won't you just catch on to our spirit instead of in a negative way by killing us and join the party? Good I Lord, always, join the party. I have always asked myself the question, if money is what makes you feel happy, if having all those cars and jewels and houses and, and, and yachts and boats is all that, what the fuck are you doing worrying about what I'm doing over in the black community? Exactly. I tell you why you care, because like, like, like an old group, who basically got a song from Motown, Money Can't Buy Me Love. By the way, the Beatles, once upon a time, were part of Motown. A lot of people tell you that, but they only want to just look at the color coordination because that's as far as the little pea brain minds go. Wait, wait, Money slow down, slow down. Wait, 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 hold on. What did you just say? Did you just they, say the Beatles? The Beatles were part of Motown singing Motown Motown Records Detroit? Motown Records Detroit, the Beatles. Listen to the songs they The sang. one that Michael Jackson had the whole catalog to? And Michael Jackson is dead? Are you talking about them Beatles? 
Why do you think Paul McCartney gave the boy, because he was originally part of Motown, too. Why do you think the boy gave oh. Michael Jackson the copyrights to all of the Beatles You're going to give me my cup, though, for real. You ain't going to walk off with my stuff now. All right, bye. Close my door, please. I love you. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean stop and think about what we're saying here for a second. These, these, these same people that made the song, there's a reason why they made the song, you know, you know uh, I don't care too much for money. Because money came by me love. You got all. You got everything that a person could want. You have riches. You have purported fame. But you, but, but, but you jump off buildings and stuff and kill yourself because you go into a depression. Hell, you're dealing with depression, and you got millions and billions of dollars, and you can do everything. You know why? Because you didn't earn shit. You know, you come, you come with, like, you got all this knowledge, and it's you're so smart, and it's you're so bright, you got all these things going on, when in reality, when in reality, your parents gave you all that. That's why you bored with it. And that's why you find your way over to the black community. That's why you imitate our dances. That's why you imitate our styles. Funniest thing I see walking down the street is a white man with, with dreadlocks. It's the funniest thing I've ever seen before in my life. And I'm thinking to myself, what part of your culture that you they, they brag and they boast and they speak of see, so but much see, look at it from our point of view. You got to go back to what I said earlier. You can't look at them and be like, oh, they got dreadlocks and they're rapping and she got booty injecting and Iggy Azela and and whoever the hell think they this, that, and the other. You know what I'm saying? They think that they're blowing like uh, Aretha Franklin or whatever there is, is in their head, you know. Honestly, that's the thing. We need to actually start not thinking from our side. We need to start thinking from their side as in, these people have a low self-esteem. Do you have children, Brother Jeezy? Yes, I do. I got, I got, yeah, I got, I got I one. I got one son that's that's uh, twenty-eight. The other son that's nineteen, and and uh, and one that just turned uh, was this uh, twenty-one. Now, do you remember a time in their lives where they were trying to figure out who they were and where they fit and how they wanted to be for their own personality? Right. You remember that time? Because all the children have different times when they they go through it. And actually, um, I've been through it three times in my life where I had to reevaluate my personality and myself, and I tweaked myself and said I can change in this way and that way. It's called a self-accusing spirit. Caucasians and people that choose to think like Caucasians have a lack of of a self-accusing spirit. Because all they'll do is finger point, and they have a low self-esteem. And, and as we're talking, I see they have no love, none. Even their twisted way of what they think is love is truly not love. Because when I watch these romantic movies, it always involves conflict. With their their romantic movies involves conflict. So I'm like, okay, that's their definition of love is fighting over a man or their mom. They're fighting over with their mom to be in love with this person like Romeo and Juliet or whatever. I'm like, oh, so in your opinion, in Caucasian's world, conflict is love. Peace is war. War is peace. That's why I don't use, I don't like using that word peace a lot because I, Especially in this concept of this this time frame of where we're living in, because evidently peace means war. Because we always talking about peace, but these people keep killing us. 
So in their mind, when I say peace, they're perceiving it as war. Because I have, we have to go off of behavior science like you just said. It is a behavioral science. And what, we're, and what we are kicked in here and what we're talking about is real stuff. A lot of people might listen to the program later on down the road, because I plan on listening to it, but I always do anyway. And people will be asking, well, how is what these guys are just talking about, how is that relevant to, to uh, what happened and what's going on? It's very relevant because it speaks to your behavior. It's like a lawyer would say, objective, relevant. The relevant is, is, is a person's behavior and what their actions did that speaks to the type of person that they are. And if you're a person, like you said, that's always conflicted, if you're a person that's always thinking about, you know, i got to go out here and face the world, and I'm really scared as hell, and, and i got to call for backup because the only way I can face, you know, a situation as a man because I have to, you know, because the law of averages says that there is strength in numbers. I, I understand for you, and I feel for you, soldiers, but at the same time, how do you, how do you, you know, there's nothing wrong with power, but absolute power corrupts absolutely. Whoever said that, whoever came up with that saying, whoever blended that out there, they were telling the absolute truth. Power corrupts. Absolute power corrupts. I think corrupts that was absolutely. a Roman or a Greek that came up with that. Um, uh, remember at the beginning of the show, you had given like 10 points, or I think it was. Did you write those down, uh, Brother? I yeah, yeah, yes, I did. Can you please go I, over I, those again so we can try I, and address those points? Because you brought some good points up. Well, these, these, these are the ones that I've been, we've been talking about, you know, the whole night. And I'll go back to them again. And we can, you know, we got about an hour and some change that we can shift back to those again. The points of tonight, here again, 646-595-3402, is Eric Gardner, right, dies as his murderer laughs at the camera and gets away with murder. Oh, said, okay, is, okay, stop. Yeah. Okay, go ahead, finish that first point, and then I want to uh, go into that first one. Okay, the second one it was, what is the purpose of the brain? No, 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 brain? no, no, what was the first one? Okay, let's go into the first one. Eric Garner uh, uh, dies, right? And his murderer, who who, uh, uh, who laughed at the camera, gets away with that murder. Oh, okay, okay. Laughing at the camera. All right, Juan yeah. had said something about seeing that on uh, on film, and I didn't right. I didn't see any of that because I think I only saw that one, you know, minute loop. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I can only take so much emotionally. Otherwise, I get I, I I can't I can't see a lot of stuff. Like in because my mind is so imaginative, I can't I don't want to see the whole thing. Anyway, that's why I didn't see the whole thing. But the man smiled into the camera. Right. Like Zimmerman did. He, he, I mean, like what happened? I see Chuckie McKillen. There was a guy who was standing there that was taking the. Taking taking a picture, and it's unfortunate that I haven't uh, found the the name of the guy. I could probably type him up and Google it oh, up. Oh no, the the man of the guy got arrested with his girlfriend. Remember, he had marijuana or something, or a ju- or or a gun or right. something. Remember that? He right. got and arrested not too much. Right, and because he did that filming, they decided that he needed to be fully indicted for a small amount of Mary Jane. 
I like yeah, pound yeah, right, right, right. which is so yeah, which yeah. is so called on its way of being illegal in almost every state in the union. By the way, yeah, you know. exactly. Yeah, or Oregon's working on that one right now, and it's already uh, legal in the state above me up here in uh, in Washington, up in Washington State. I'm in Oregon myself. I'm a Chicago native, and, and I tell you, it's been, it's been a long time coming. It should have been legal, but I don't think people that fly planes, drive buses, and operate trains and transportation ought to be allowed to do it for obvious reasons. Okay, what's uh, point number two, though? Point number two was what is the purpose of a grand jury that allows these murders to continue? You have what happened in Ferguson, and now you've got this, and I think that, of course, we could probably – Count a bunch of other cases where over and over again, especially here in Portland, Oregon, there was at least 15, 20 cases. I think they just did a federal over, oversight committee here in, in Portland uh, by itself that showed how um, the uh, you know the police up here were, were, were shooting and choking people at so much and so often, they had to bring in uh, an independent uh, counsel, which is what they should have done with these two cases with Ferguson and the other one, get a special prosecutor from someplace else so that they they don't have the, uh, you know. Did so anything happen the, in those cases? Thing. Were the officers indica- indicated or indicted or what happened? I, I, I hate to tell you, there was this one where a guy got shot in his back. There was this one where this guy was trying to stop a pregnant woman, and he ended up shooting and killing her, and it was Kendra James. I produced music. I actually made a, made a song about it, a song for Kendra that I'm going to have to put online sometime. But in every case, 20 of them that I can think of, the officer got paid leave, and it came back justifiable every time. Okay. I don't mean, so I don't we're still on the every same. Time. That's why I was thinking about, all right, so we did address that uh, point number two. Point number right. two should be looked at as in the court of public opinion. If you're a public right. official, then you should be tried in the court of public opinion. And I'm not even talking about no prosecutor. I'm talking about just some regular old folks talking to the prosecutor since they think that they all the bomb and that and they can represent these killer cops, these uh, murderous uh, child molesters, rapists, women beaten, um, uh, homosexual phobic, homophobic, and go out there and rape men too. Police officers, then they should. We should change the whole thing, but I don't think that's going to happen. But that's the, the suggestion I have. What's number three, brother? Number three is moderators, people on TV, talking heads, as they like to call them, and former policemen maintain kind of an old well approach. Oh well, this probably this, and if he had done this, it should be this way, and you know. Uh, you know, oh, well, that's just how it goes sometimes. You win some, you lose some. That's basically their attitude every time this comes up and they get a pass on, on, on fuckery. They tell them, they, 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 they come up with this kind of attitude like, okay, so what, big deal. They get, we got away with one. That's the bomb. Okay, that's that's the stuff. You know I mean? That's, that's the way they kind of look at it. I mean, it's insane. Yeah, I agree with I agree with you on that, for real, for real. Because moderators, by, by what you were talking about with moderators is basically media. Yeah. Because the reason why you came up with that term moderators is because you're just watching television, which is media. So, you know, 
Back in the 80s and the 70s, we had uh, several public access channels that made us be able to, to voice our opinion for free publicly. And Bill Clinton changed those rules with the FCC. So it made it harder for us to get uh, access to the public airways like Rush Limbaugh, Sean Hannity, and plenty of Caucasians that spew out their little bigoted version of things and their way of thinking. So now we don't have access in the media like we used to, which was for free, you know, Clear Channel and all them ate up those airways. So that's why we're not there locally. We used to have a local radio station and local television stations for free that was um, for the public. But they have taken all of those things away because they learned a lesson back in the 60s. And that lesson is the revolution was televised and it got hotter. Yeah. Because it was, everybody Big could time. hear it on the radio, they could see it on TV, and the the flames was fan, baby. So they had to take control of the spoken word, the written word, and the visual images. So that's when they decimated our access. Because I hate to admit it, but since our our um, spirit was broken because of the way they came into our communities and and made it made us scared to support our own. We haven't supported our own since. So when people do fundraisers and things like that to keep their programs on the air and stuff, unfortunately, black folks just won't. They 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 ain't gonna support that. You know they do, but not in the way that uh, Kraft Foods will come in and sponsor or Procter and Gamble will come in and sponsor Rush Limbaugh. You get what I'm saying? I, so I get the exactly moderation, what you're saying. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I, I was listening to you, brother. I, I'm, you know, uh, your energy, I'm using your, I'm bouncing off your energy, you bouncing off mine. <laughs> hey, we, hey, we both doing okay. I'm going to go through That's the remaining real point. We're going to solve this, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's going to be a constant Absolutely. Emotion. We have to have a show every night. I ain't got nothing but energy and time to talk. I'm retired, so I'm good to go. So I ain't got nothing but time yeah. on my hands. Oh, yeah. I hey, look, my job, hey, look, We're going to take, take a short break so you can say hi to your fellow there and everything. I'm going to play Please. two songs, and we're going to come back and cover the rest of this finish. stuff. Okay, this how is, much time we got left, though? Oh, we got an hour and 20 minutes. We good. We good. Okay, okay. So I'm going to play two songs. Play three songs. Three songs. About... Yeah. <laughs> we so, are so say, hi, say hi to your man and everything. Not for me, but he for you. He said hi to you. No, no, no. I don't want to sound straight. I don't want to be straight. We already got <laughs> that, that stuff. But uh, 646-595-3402. We'll be back in just a moment. It's the Ice Lady from Arizona, and it's your boy, Fossey Jeezy. Getting it in. Eric Garner as New York, you know, he, he continues to have their fun. The grand jury fuckery continues. 646 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit of Faisal, you know what I'm saying, in the place to be. Hello? And a little bit of Erica Badu before that. Your boy Flossy G back with the ice cream from Arizona. Six four six Hello? five nine five three four zero two. Yes, I hear you, and we are back on deck. Oh, okay. All right, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. You know me, I got to let the folks know who, they, who they're hanging with. You know what I'm saying? I got the ice queen from, from Arizona. What city in Arizona did you see it from? Say Tempe. I am in the Temple, otherwise known Ooh. as Tempe. T-E-M-P-E, Tempe. Tempe, Arizona. You got one of the universities down there, huh? Oh, yeah, and they call themselves Sun Devils. Oh, the Sun Devils, yeah, yeah. That's what yeah, they yeah. call themselves, they get, Sun they, Devils down here. Yeah, they get more. Which is pretty deep if you think about it. We got we we to face uh, your cross-state rivals there, those, uh, what do you call those guys, the Arizona, um, uh, what's, what's Arizona's the last deal there? Can't believe I can't remember that. <laughs> Caught up on one. I'm not but, in uh, sports, so I wouldn't know what you were talking about anyway. I well, just always thought it was intriguing. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was always intriguing that they call themselves Sun Devils, and then the other ones they call themselves Cardinals. And I know what a Cardinal is. A Cardinal is a red bird, otherwise known yeah. as the Pope, that deals with the yeah. Catholic Church. So, you know. And then also Arizona is uh, spiritually um on the the planet, a very uh, metaphysical uh, point to be at on the planet, as in energy collection. Mm. Imagine that. Well, you know that's so, funny. Yeah. Well, if you should say they don't know why they call themselves sun devils, you know, for people that spend an inordinate amount of time talking about how Christian they are, they celebrate Halloween, they call themselves blue devils, sun devils, earth devils, blue devils. Period. It's just kind of crazy the way that, that goes sometimes. Kind of let you know where you're staying, too. <laughs> yeah, well, it's the culture of the country. It's the culture. It's the climate. Why are all them women so caught up on Twilight? And they were all Caucasian women. I mean, for real, you are in love with a vampire? Well, there it is. come right out there. in the sun and is killing folks? Are you serious? And you think that shit is sexy? Well, you know, it, it kind of fits. <laughs> it does fit. That's why I brought it up. <laughs> Who else is on the line? Is that Rawhide? No, no. Rawhide hasn't come on yet. You know, we, we're, he's, he's at work as well. You know, we got, we we on that time of night where, you know, you got working folks and folks doing stuff. Juan yeah. was at work, too, you know, because he's a, you know, he works for one of the airlines. So he, you know, he, he, he tries to get in where he can, but. He dropped a lot of info on us and, and went on ahead and did his thing. And, we, of course, we appreciate both of them for their, you know, opinions and the, the way that they, they see things as well. And I tell you, you and I have covered a lot of subjects, a lot of history and everything. And I love talking to the folks that got some knowledge and stuff. And I don't mind being being corrected, especially if I they say you should never eat in the dark. Well, you know, sometimes you can eat in the, eat in the dark long enough where, you know, you think something's right for so long and it turns out to be something else. So, I don't ever mind being corrected. That's how you learn. And uh, I tell you what, I, I think we're going to have a good association here because you seem like the type of person that I am where you like to get the information out there. You like to discuss things that are relevant, especially to your community. You know, you're, you don't have to be a, a politician to be community-minded and, and community in service. 
I, I like, well, you hey, know, um, now. I just want to like, be alive, uh, brother. I just want to live. Yeah. That's why I'm yeah. the way I am, because I want to truly be the word alive. Right now I am not alive. I am walking dead. So mm. because this planet won't let me live, so I'm not alive. And the construct and the way – I meant the planet will let me live. I'm not going to put it on Mother Nature. But the, the the politics and the construct and the so-called laws and land is not about life. It's about no. slavery. It's about fear. It's about hunger. It's about starvation. It's about torture. It's, it's, it's just it's not about living. Sounds painful. It is. Sounds painful. Yeah. It is. <laughs> I mean, come on now. Look at look at why. Why are we even? Why did our our past cross in the first first place? Because experiencing somebody else's pain. Exactly. So yes, it is painful. Yes, indeedy. And that when I had gave birth to all five of these kids, nothing was easy breezy about bringing each one of these children into the world. You know, uh, it was right. a painful experience every single time. So it is painful, but we got to work towards it, and we got to admit. The first thing we have to do is admit there's a problem. We have to admit our role in the problem and that there is a problem. Right. And we're still on that one. You know, let's talk culpability. And that's that's one of the things the guy was today was saying – you know what's wrong with uh, with you guys? You know, in this group, how come you you always seem like you guys act like that that black people you know don't profile white people? I said, well, brother, you know, I said, I'm sure that there is. I said, but who's profiling? You know, affects the other one more. I said, with our profiling, we can say stuff, but we don't have that that type of absolute power, as it were, to be able to affect anything with our profiling. Exactly, because you're offended. You feel like because you're offended, the racism and the stuff I'm going through is equivalent to you being offended that you didn't like what I had to say. But I'm dead in the street, folks. I'm dead in the street. I mean, come on. You can't uh, uh, relate you being offended to me being dead and brutalized. Well, see, this what's funny is this was a brother that was asking me that, and I'm like, and that's what I was telling him. I'm like, you know, uh, you know, our, our, our where, where I said, I, I said, if you want to know how that actually is, I said the last two weeks of what we've seen uh, does it. I said there's no there's there's no culpability or accountability when these people do the things that they do, and so that that right by itself in lies the problem that if you don't have people who are able to you know, uh, you know, face some kind of rebuke or some or some type of, uh, uh, you know what I mean, um, you know, question answer, however you want to frame it. If they don't have to to answer to nobody, then the punishment, the vicious cycle continues, and that's what ends up happening with us. Is that we might hate the situation that we're in, we might hate the problems, we might even, to a certain extent, hate our oppressors. But if there's no way to to retaliate from it, or there's no way to to deal with it, then then our profiling somebody for how we think they might be it will be quite different because we don't we don't have the control over things. It's like just like the, the N word. 
you can call me a, 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 a you don't call me a nigga, you call me a nigger. You can call me that, and there's really no get back for that word because you've used that word as a weapon for so long that you know uh, you almost try to say it like it's people's name and stuff. But then if someone like you said earlier points out your misgivings, then then that you know all of a sudden the, the science has changed and we're being unfair and obtuse and. And, and and not clear thinking or everything else, but it's and like that's childish you know, like mentality because that's the argument, and that's childish mentality because that's the, you know what you're saying about how they react and people like that react. That's immature and childish. But um, I'm not saying childish and immature in a an insulting way. When it comes right. to our people, it has to do with education for our people. For Caucasians, they don't need no more training or education. They got this down to science. They are fully aware. Just like Dr. Francis, uh, Dr. Francis, uh, oh gosh, Dr. Chris Francis Wesley. Brother, please help me get her name right. I don't want to disrespect the woman. Dr. Francis uh, Chris Wesley. Hold on. Let me, let me, let me. Dr. Francis. Chris Wealthy, uh, the the author of the ISIS papers. Francis, she wrote a book called the Chris Wealthy. Chris C R E S S. And Wealthy is W E L S I N G. But anyway, she was saying that sometimes they do it subconsciously, and I'm saying it's both. Uh, you know, I I love my dear mother, but honestly, I think that a lot of them do it on purpose, and they just don't want to admit to my face that they're doing, they're practicing what they're practicing because it's in their subconscious. Because to me, that's giving them an excuse. It's the way out. You know, I'm not really going to just sit up here and watch this Eric Garner video and say no indictment. You know what I'm saying? But I see everything that's going on. I see exactly what what these Caucasians did, and they murdered this man, but I'm still going to say no indictment. To me, that's a willful act. So I don't think that Caucasians are practicing unconscious racism. Because you know why I'm not going to give them a benefit of the doubt? Because they do not give me the benefit of the doubt, and they don't give my children the benefit of the doubt. So I'm going to use the same scale they're giving me against them in their own judgment. So you're saying that I'm just a criminal and I'm a thug straight off the bat. So therefore, I'm saying you're a racist participating fully conscious in helping keep us down. You're fully aware of what you're doing. See, Dr. Frances Welsing, she was a she gave me so much insight, and that's why I keep on quoting her. But I only disagree with with her on one thing: that they are unconscious of what they're doing. It's a subliminal thing. Fuck that shit. These niggas know what they're doing. They are doing it. It's active. It's not subliminal. You took the candy bar, it's gone. Your hand was in the cookie jar, nigga. I saw you. What are you talking right. about, subconscious? You know what I mean? That's right. all. My, well, my, my thing is, is, is this is, is here and, and tailgating on that. I can only feel sorry for them to the extent that it was a form of child abuse. 
for their parents to teach them all the racism that they learn and to raise them that way. And that's the only way, actual, you know, a little, little uh, divot I can give them so far as credit for their dollar. So if, they, if it was a dollar, I can give you, uh, you know, maybe seven cents back and, and only charge you 93 cents, uh, mostly because I want that the benefit of the 90 cents because you have no cents. But I'll give, I'll give you, I'll give you, charge you 93 cents because seven is a lucky number. I'm the seventh born in my family. And, and uh, you know, uh, the, the, the holy day supposedly is on, is on Sunday. So you know how that goes depending on if you're a Muslim or not. Which I am. I've been since 1974. Uh, it's one of these kind of things where, you know, I can give you that. But the whole thing is, is that what you do after you become an adult, and you become fully culpable, which means that mentally you are fully you aware of your decisions. Right. You you have culpability in your in your in your awareness, and you you're fully you know uh, adverse in, in in your own thinking capacity. Then it's just like I always say about some folks. I know you might be stupid. I'm just not interested in what's keeping you there. See, you can be stupid for a second. People can hoodwink, bamboozle you, fool you. Like Malcolm said, run amok. But at the same time, you know, you you know, because you're the product of your environment at the, at some point. But once you grow up and you figure out life for yourself, as Popcorn said, life is 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 a is a trick until you figure it out. But once you figure it out, it becomes a game that's to be played. You know how you on how, how you play out and live your life. So I feel it's the same critical way. Thinking. It's, what, it's critical thinking skills. You got to critically think. It's self. It's also that that self accusing spirit. That self. There's something within yourself that makes you look at yourself. It's something that was within yourself that makes you look at the way other people interact with you. But only right. a conscious, aware entity will understand that. That's why I know I'm not dealing with something that's alive. This is truly a very deep dynamic thing that we're dealing with, and we've got to approach this. You know, like earlier you said, do you believe in uh, retaliation? And I said, yes, I do. But, you know, dealing with the, I hate to even put a butt on it. You know what I mean? I, because this, just the word butt just takes so much energy out of something. But when you um, are dealing with, okay, what is retaliation? I have a different form of retaliation where I come Physically and spiritually, but not physically in the sense of, oh, I'm going to go out and, you know, grab a bunch of weapons. I mean, that would be stupid for me because I know there's not a community that's going to back me on that action. See, that's why they're so bold with attacking people, because they have a whole community that's going to back them up on that action. So they could be boldly violent, you know, but we just don't have that anymore. But we can. But at the same time, just because I know that we are talking and that hundred monkey thing is going to click in. And I only keep saying hundred monkeys because their own scientists observe this. <coughs> I already knew about this phenomenon anyway. That's why I have children. That's deep. A lot of people won't catch that right away, but think about that. But that 100 monkey uh, phenomenon 
where they was like, oh, this monkey uh, cracked open the, the shell and washed it, and, and, and none of the other monkeys did it before. But then all of a sudden, there, that hunter monkey on that island got it, and then it spread subliminally throughout the world. So for our conversation to be happening, whether we're on the streets, whether we are popping off or, you know, trying to do some guerrilla warfare is important because just the spoken word, the thought, baby, the thought, B, B, the thought is the most powerful intention because the thought makes the action. The thought. You got to think about it first and then you act. So absolutely what we're doing is powerful and it's going to change for everybody on this planet. And if you don't fit, then you will die because you will not be compatible with what's really going on on the planet because you are a product of your environment. All right. Go ahead, man. Go ahead. Go ahead. That's that's, that's a true story. Everything you said right there is absolutely correct. And, I mean, you know, when when you, you know, know, if people want to quantify it, once again, it just if you want to ask what the relevance is to everything, to me, you know, it's it's not really all that hard to uh, to understand what we're trying to do here. We're trying to, you know, not only look into the actual situation itself, but we're trying to, I don't know, we're trying to work ourselves through here where we, we can try to, you know, try to figure out solution. mentally where these people are at. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, we know what we act was. We're just trying to figure out how you got there. Well, you know, and, as and a mother, thinking. I do not like my babies crying. I want them to be comfortable and happy. I want them to have food and fresh water and be warm and always say the songs to me. As a mother, I need to solve why my children are not happy. And that's the, the basic instinct that I'm trying to express to you and to the universe and uh, universal world. As a mother, I want my babies to be happy, and I'm not one of those psychedelic mothers that think her baby's happy murdering somebody else's baby. I'm not talking about that definition, uh, that psychopathic definition, because, see, when you when you talk about love and stuff, people have their own definitions of love. Well, I love Satan, and I love to kill, and I love this. No, 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 baby. We're talking about the love of real, true life the real true energy, the synergy, that that wave, that water that keeps everything mellow and sometimes there's a storm and sometimes it's not, but there's always life. See they don't they can't relate to that because they're so new on the scene and they came at a they were created at a time during destruction. That's what they they can't see nothing out of it. But God, God bless their souls, and I don't believe in God, G-O-D, as in that, but I'm just using that terminology just because it came out like that. But yeah. let the divinity rest their souls that I understand that they actually do want to be alive, but they don't know how to be alive. But I don't give a fuck at this moment about what they don't know because they're killing my kids, and I need to use your experiment is over. We all see what you're doing. We know what you're at about, so we need to go ahead and get rid of y'all. Now, if there's going to be, like, two of them motherfuckers left and they're sterile, then I could keep them like they're guinea pigs, you know what I'm saying, in a cage, 
and we'll keep these two Caucasians and, and be, you know, go to the zoo one day and be like, oh, look at the white girl, white boy. You know, once upon a time, whatever. But your mentality got to go. Your mentality and the way that you don't appreciate life, the way that you hate your mother, the way that you hate your mother, the way that you hate father, the way you hate family, the way that you hate uh, nature, you got to get out of here because that's not how it goes. But I enjoyed the ride, though, because they, 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 they brought me alive. I feel like I was dead until, like, two months ago. Mm-hmm. But they put an electric energy in my ass that I ain't seen in me since I was 23 years old. Because I was really on it back in them days. But I feel like I'm 19 again at this point. I'm like, wow, really? You know, you guys have really sparked something in me, and I appreciate that. Because otherwise, I wouldn't be able to give my energy to the youth. And I know I could electrically charge at least $3 million. At least. Yeah. And I know you got at least another five, six million on your end. Damn. Well, and there's a lot of I, people on this planet that are doing just that by just us, our presence, and what we're saying, brother. That's it. My my whole thing is that I, I kind of figured a long time ago, you know, that Frankenstein had a good concept about trying to, you know, build a new man and have a, have, have a new identity and, and, and see how man works. The only mistake that he made is that he put his his uh, trust in a guy who uh, messed up and and put the criminal brain inside the inside the creation rather than a regular functioning thinking brain, and that's where his experiment hey, was made. Yeah, Frankenstein. You think of the story oh, of Frankenstein. Okay, okay. Frankenstein had the right concept about trying to put a man together and to see how creation worked and how and how and how people you know started out with their basic life. He said, but what he made his mistake at is that. He trusted the wrong person to go out and get the, get the brain for him, and the person they went out to get the brain for him ended up getting the criminal brain. And I think that's what happens with a lot of these people out here in the world today. you got a lot of people who have, have a criminal mentality in the first place, and even though you, you put a badge on them and give them a suit and give them responsibility. did not have a, a criminal they, mentality in the first place. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean it, it, what's the difference between – a uh, 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 bad cop you and a criminal. You the doctor, the one that put him together and stole the body parts to put him together. Oh, oh yeah, oh honestly, yeah, oh yeah. First instinct yeah, yeah. yeah, that guy, he had a real good concept of how to, of how okay, to uh, put a body you. together okay. and, and, wanted, and wanted to, they wanted to, you know, put a body together from scratch and to figure out everything. And, and he, he got the he got the arms and legs and, and everything yeah. else right. But the criminal brain came in because he didn't go out and get the brain himself. He trusted he trusted an idiot to go out and do his work for him. Well, that's the New York Police Department, as far as I'm concerned. There might be a lot of great cops on that on that force that actually go out every day and actually serve and protect and do the do the damn thing as they say the way it's supposed to be does. And then what ends up happening is you end up, you end up getting these cowards. You end up getting these. What's going on? And if they don't use their critical thinking skills and they're just lottie dee lottie da, they're they're cowards and they choose to be stupid. Because you, just as a very basic human being, observing things, if you have the right critical thinking skills in your head, as in the balance of justice and love and you know just the basic things that make the plants grow. If you can't go in a court of law and be standing there and witnessing all the railroading daily that you see 
and hear all the stories of the inmates and hear and experience and see things and still think that everything is okay, you're dead. You are walking dead. You choose not to see. You cho- you're choosing not to see. Because you see it, but you're choosing not to act. Because the thought is the first thing, and then the act is the second thing. So you're choosing not to act on the corruption that you're witnessing. That's what we're seeing. A bunch of cops that choose not to be a witness to what they know is not right. So they're going to just play along with everybody else because they don't want to be the first one to stand up. Because I have been in that situation all my life where I was the only one to say something and the first one to stand up in a group of people. Okay? It's hard for a lot of folks because they always think what somebody think about them. Right. Oh, they might think I'm racist. They might think I'm stupid. They might think I'm trying to get their job or they might think whatever. I don't give a damn what anybody think about me. That's why I'm usually the first one to say anything. Because I only care about doing the right thing. And if somebody tells me I'm on the wrong path, I'm a critical and intelligent enough thinker to evaluate myself and correct myself if need to be or to uh, just continue on my path and be like, them niggas don't know what they're talking about anyway. So, but a lot of it is cowardness, brother. They are cowards and they need to stop being fearful. I was talking on another radio program, and I was addressing fear. Fear is why we don't move fast enough. Don't be afraid. Just yeah. run, nigga. Damn. Run they, and they, jump, they, they, shit. They, 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 they used to say if you're scared, call the police. If you call the police, you might get choked out. So you don't want to call them. You know what I'm saying? I mean, well, I'm not I mean, talking it's, about it's that crazy. type of fear because that's a logical fear. I'm talking yeah. about the people that are on the inside, the 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 uh, prosecutor assistant that being cover, helping the prosecutor cover up evidence all for 20 years, and they're fearful to say something because they don't want to lose their credit card, their county credit card, open banking account, yeah. or they don't want, or they know that they'll be dead because, honest to God. If you're going to come against that blue wall, they will kill you. You will disappear. It's mafia. So they're scared for their own lives. So fear is what keeps the real progress from going. I was scared, yeah. Oh, my God. I knew I wanted to have sex, right? But I was like, okay, oh, my God, I'm so scared. This dick is so big. You know, I'm like, wow, am I going to have sex or what? I'm talking about my first time. And I was like, okay, just breathe. And that shit hurt. I ain't going to tell nobody. But I wanted it, but I was fearful, and it hurt. So (laughs) I just have to go with my own life, you know, my own life experience, because that's the only way I know how to roll. So in that act, that first act of which was me trying to participate in creation, because I always wanted to be a mother. And by the way, I got married, and that's when I got my virginity lost and this, that, and the other. But I knew I understood why I was doing what I was doing, though. And I was a young woman, but nonetheless, I was like, okay, I, this shit got to, I'm going to have to just grin through this or bear it or something, because it's got to happen, the first step. But I was scared out of my mind to take the first step. 
but I had to accept the first step because I knew there was going to be a positive result, which was a making of a family. And possibly somebody was going to have the answer and the solution to what is going on with my people out here. Because I believe our children are the future. I grew up in that Whitney age, Whitney Houston. And I was like, okay, I got to make sure I get these babies out here and I do what I'm doing and this, that, and the other so I can make sure there's some soldiers on the ground and blah, 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 blah. But my point is fear and pain is the first step involved with accepting your responsibility, um, uh, saying what your responsibility is, You've got to express it. You've got to say it out loud, though. You've got to say what you did wrong out loud, and you've got to acknowledge it. And then, you know, we, you move on from there. But fear is the main thing that's keeping us from progressing right now because we're just scared. Well, you know, we better figure it out sooner than later. Because, I mean, I mean you can... You can you can be fearful, you can be scared, and all that other stuff. But if, if fear is what's keeping you back, you, know, you you're gonna have to reach down and grab them and do what you gotta do. You gotta reach down and grab because, like I said before, you're not you're never gonna get anything sitting in the background and being afraid to you know do what you know to be right by yourself. And sometimes you might not always know what that is. But when you're given the responsibility that these people are given with other people's lives, because literally. When you're out here dealing with these people, your life is in their hands, literally. You know what I'm saying? If they did not have to, whatever that situation was, we watched 14 minutes, which seems like an eternity in time, what happened to this man. It's to the point where the more I see it, the more I know what the ending is. And it's not a movie. It was an absolute thing. And I can sit up here and watch this transpire and watch this happen to this brother like that. Uh, it is. It was not a good thing or a good experience to sit up here and see that going on. And when you see something like that going on, um, and you want to stop it, most people yeah. want to stop what they see, but they know what's going on. They know the system that's in place, and they're scared for their own life. They're oh, they're scared for their own self preservation. They're thinking about their family. They're thinking about oh shit these. I, I've seen these these niggas, these police cops get away with this shit time and time again. If I step in as another black man, as another brown man, I'm just going to be accused of this, that, and the other, but I'll still be dead and nothing will happen. You know what I mean? It's that damn right, fear, right. man. Can't be scared, man. You can't. But the thing about being scared is confidence. Because we don't have enough folks standing next to us. I don't care if I'm 15 deep and we all got the same weapon. I'm going to lead my army down to the front of the office, and we're going to be in formation. It's going to be military style, and we're going to get some results. We're going to start talking. But I don't even have 15 people. I don't have 10 people. I don't have five people that are legally able to carry firearms. I'm like one in a million in, among my group. And and that's only because they tried to put felons on me and everything, and I I fought them with my mouth, and I'm protected on top of it all because I'm fearless. You know, people people don't understand when you're fearless, shit actually doesn't happen to you too much, because it's like a it's like a force field, so to speak. 
that honestly comes across the whole the whole area that you're in because I have dealt with a lot of dangerous situations that I'm even I'm like wow I can't believe I'm alive and I don't have a felon and things like that because I have really came across some situations in my life and I'm and I came to realize it's because I have no fear. Have you ever seen that um movie uh Apocalypto? Yeah. Apocalypto. Remember when his father said, "Don't bring fear to the village." Right. Right at the beginning of the movie, they saw the end, the other tribe running through the woods, and they were trying to get away from the 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 other folk that was trying to get them for sacrifice and stuff. And right. he's like, "No, my son, no, no, my son. That's that's fear. You don't want to introduce fear to us." Because once you you introduce fear to community, fear comes. Fear comes. But if you're not you're not afraid, and you know that no matter what, it's gonna be okay. Because that's how that kind of feeling. I I that's what the kind of vibe I live off of. Whether it's my generation or not, you can't destroy me anyway because I'm stardust. You know, I'm part of the original. You're the newcomer. You're the little baby on the scene. So. I'm not worried about you, little baby, but I'm definitely going to be here. So we got to remember that no matter what, we're going to lose a 1,000 kids, a 1,000 elders. There's millions of us in prison. That's called war. We're at war. Do not be afraid because these Caucasians know they're at war. That's why they're showing no fear, and that's why they winning. Because they're not scared. Only thing they're scared of is us realizing that we are the ultimate atom. A-T-O-M-A-T-U-M-A-D-O-M-A-D-A-M. I don't care how you spell it. They're scared of us realizing that we are the molecule of life. That's what they're scared of. Only thing they're scared of. As long as we realize that, one thing, we're going to be here forever, we can conquer this shit. This ain't nothing but a blink. Okay. Well, you know, that's that's the only way to approach it. It really is the only way to approach it because I'm telling you, they're just like animals. They can smell fear. They can smell it. They can definitely smell it. Can't give them nothing new to smell, though. It's conceptually speaking, these these people are people are quite quite asleep at the wheel right now. You know, they really are asleep at the wheel. The only thing you can do, like I said before, is is uh, pray and keep your mind right. I'm telling you, speaking of my mother used to always say that Satan is busy, and I know what she meant. You know, the earth, the earth, the earth version, and the and the uh, the mythical version. I'm not too. I'm not uh, too caught up in the, in, in the mysticism myself. Just a whole Me lot neither. Of, whole lot of, I didn't whole mean lot of to weird. go there, but that's how it really is. Because I'm not one of those spookish type people, and I'm you know I don't I'm, I don't contain that. But honestly, that does relate. It's just like anything else, you know. We have to just we have to just more or less get a grip on everything that's going on. 
and try try our best to just, like I said before, see things through, like you said, with, with a little bit of courage and, and, and uh, a little bit of smarts about everything. And everything else will work itself out just fine. Everything else will work itself out. We just have to go ahead and continue to maintain being strong and, and open and, and praying that things work out. Uh, I mean, it's, it, 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 it's crazy. It's crazy what's going on right now, but you know, at some point, I just, I just uh, know that it's right uh, on time. It's, 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 it's right on time, brother. I, I'm not a praying individual, honestly. I'm not, but it, um, things are right on time. Uh, yeah, things are just right on time. Is all I gotta say. Because I, I have a habit of doing this. I have a habit of going way out, you know, and around in my head, and um. Pulling out some some things that are just a little bit out there, but it's still relevant. And um, right now, I think that things are right on time. That the way things are have been happening here in the United States is what's supposed to be happening. And all I can say is I want it to continue to happen because we do need this energy. We have to address our neighbors, we have to address ourselves so that we can critically think and get to some positive solutions. And that being said, I don't expect anybody to see that what happened in New York or Missouri or Ohio or California uh, or Oregon to be justified when they justify drone attacks they justify wars. They justify all their their behavior in society. They can't even see themselves. How in the heck are we going to expect justice? Hold on just a moment. All of a sudden, we got a bunch of callers. Hold on just a second. Yeah, we got it. Hey, nigga. Three, four, hey, seven. What are you doing, man? Hey, Carlitos on the phone. He's got to talk to you guys. Hey, you know that lady? She was like so fired up when we talked to her. She was like, "Hey, fuck up with you, nigga!" Like that, and she was getting ready to fuck us up. And Mike Brown shot himself. Oh, Hello, that was a troll. young man. Mike Mike Brown hey, shot boy, himself. Hey, boy, how you doing? Would you Would yeah, you like some Kool Aid? Would you like some Kool Aid and watermelon? I got extra. They're trolls. I don't know. Uh, I think, I think we're the mama, troll. We're, we're the truth. Your mama, your your mama, mama there, bitch. You tell the truth. Yeah. yeah. Your mama oh, beat that What bridge okay. you under? The Rainbow Bridge? Two, 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 three, nine, uh, 400. What you got? You were trolling. Hey, yo, what's good, my nigga? What's going on with you? Who we, who we got on the line? Yeah, who we, who we the people about? on the phone? Yeah, I'm from Oakland. What you got hey, to say, man, bro? what's going on with you? Yeah, who the niggas on the phone, yo? I don't know. Uh, I was some trolls. But what you talking about? What you bringing to the show? Some trolls. We're trying to get get some get some solutions. Girl, you sound like you're on crack or something. You all right? You got some solutions. We were talking about the Ferguson and the Eric Garner case in New York. You got something to contribute? Y'all still talking about that shit? Another troll. I mean, seriously, like talk about something new and recent. Like baseball uh, what's, trades new or re- what's, new or, what's new and recent is the decision that just came out today. You got something to contribute uh, to that? No one gives a shit about that no more. 
Okay, Aww, well, take a break. Go, go have a beer and take a break, man. Us our yeah. attention, and you can have a good night. We just tucked you what, in. What, go to sleep, baby. What, what, one, 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 what you got? One, one, one. Okay, you just want to listen in. One, 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 one. isn't that D.C.? Three, 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 one, four, three, eight, one. Who we got? Hello. Yes, uh, Yankee. How are you? Hey, pretty good. What's going on with you tonight? You know, here in Missouri, you got the state legislature. The state legislature is uh, interested in bills on the Missouri state legislative floor, which uh-huh. will go on the floor when they come back in session in January to uh-huh. redefine the definition of deadly force. Uh here in, in Missouri, and I'm sure it's probably the same way in in New York. You have an antiquated law that uh, defines deadly force as being very vague, broad, and unspecific. Whereas when it's interpreted, you come up with uh, these types of rules that permit employees of those departments to, you know, just go plum buck wild. Now another right. thing, you had a prosecutor wait, 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 there wait. in New What's York. What's your name? Hello. What's your name? My name oh, is what Pianchi. Pianchi. Okay. Now, what did you just say? You said that there is going to be some rules set out in New York that says no. What? I said in Missouri. I said in Missouri. Oh, I state legislatures are okay. drafting up bills that will be introduced. When the session comes back in January, that, that will redefine that will redefine the definition of deadly force. It's oh. the definition of deadly force how it is interpreted by departments that uh, governs the way employees use it against suspects, and it needs to be changed. That's why come when the question comes up whether or not what they've done was lawful or not. Well, it's based on those rules, based on that law. So that law has to be changed. Another thing, your state, not your state, but your prosecutor, apparently is working on behalf of the police, at least they were here in Saint, in the uh, Ferguson area, St. Louis County area. Mm-hmm. And the outcome was less than desirable uh, based on public opinion and witnesses. So the next thing that could be done is that I don't know who, what, uh, how your judiciary courts are set up, but the prosecutor works out of a judiciary court, and okay. that judge has the right to appoint a special prosecutor circumventing the traditional prosecutor, and also oh, the judge I has the right that. to convene another uh, grand jury. So you're telling so people, us. You're telling us, dear brother, that once the prosecutor in this case in Missouri uh, decided to do this grand jury thing, the judge themselves had another decision within their power and their seat to decide to do another way as well. No, I didn't say that. I said that the judge, we're here in Missouri, it's the 21st Judicial Court. That judge has the power to appoint a prosecutor. Mm-hmm. And has the power okay, to okay. convene another another 
grand jury since there was no charges levied. See, if you don't have any charges levied against an accused person, then that, they, you, you can't get into the issue of double jeopardy. Okay. So since you since they didn't uh, since they didn't charge those police with anything, they stand to be able to go through that same process again, and hope you would have a more intelligent grand jury than what you did this time. Grand jury has the right. A jurist has the right to not only judge the My facts, brother, but they have a right to brother. judge the law. My dear brother, do you honestly think? That is a plausible thing that's going to happen, though. Oh, absolutely, it can happen. You it's you really have confidence law. that you have confidence that that something like that will happen, given the climate that we're living in. Well, it doesn't make no difference what the climate was. Gardner was a United States citizen, and he was protect. He has protections by the United States Constitution, which but was everybody saying he agreed. was a criminal. No matter if he's a criminal or not, he's still a U.S. citizen, and he's protected by the U.S. Constitution. Police are, are supposed to bring people. Are you Amendment? Well, you know, ma'am, I mean, you can't talk at the same time. Yes, sir. Let me, let me, let me ask you a question real quick. You were saying that this, this, this individual has to have basically, uh, is what you're saying, I guess I should ask, is that this judge had an opportunity to maybe – Get a special prosecutor. Your judge, is, well, the judge in New York, and I'm sure, well, I know the one here in Missouri. Yeah. The the our judiciary court is over. See, if that was brought to trial, then it would right. be tried in a court. The court is in the judiciary dis, judiciary district of Missouri, the twenty first right. in this particular case. I don't know what it would be in, in New York. But I know that if uh, the grand jury had found probable cause, then there would have been a trial. The officers would have been put on trial, which they should have been for several reasons. One, when you have a high-profile case like this, it's best to let it go, uh, be transparent, and go to trial. But many of these prosecutors are in cahoots. And, of course, it's just natural that they are in cahoots with the police department. So, so what you're yeah, saying that's is what, why what I wasn't trying to be disrespectful, but that's what the point I was trying to get to, sir, is that this this whole legal system game is really not balanced for the people. And that's well, what we need to start focusing on is what's going to work for the people, not the system. Well, it is for the people. People just don't know they're not using it in the correct way. I mean, you got a judge. See, a prosecutor is elected, all right? Uh, and and I'm not sure about the your judiciary judges are usually appointed. Of course, that's political, too. Federal judges are there for life. You can't vote them out. You can, sorry, you can go sir, through a process. I'm sorry, I'm going to interrupt you. Do you know what nepotism is? What does nepotism got to do with a... Nepotism a federal means judge. uncles and everybody getting into these positions of power, which is going on in cities like Ferguson and New York, which had a whole monopoly of families that was going through their prosecutors and their governors and their mayors. It was whole families. Okay? So you really need to go ahead 
May I might live 15 minutes from Ferguson. I've been in here for almost four decades. I know Ferguson very well. Let me show you the way we get rid of nepotism. We're changing the racial makeup of the police department, public service, as it includes city hall, fire department, public works, and also the school district. We're going to have a separate hiring agency that contains the applicants of potential people for these new hires. The departments of those departments, the, the heads of those departments cannot get on the phone and hire somebody at will and use the excuse that they couldn't find any black applicants. They have to go so to this what's agency. The, what's the language you want to enact in law that makes that different? It doesn't have to be a law. You just put it in place. It has to be a language, though, because the language is what makes the land active. So what language do you want to use to make this I don't happen. know what you guys are going to use if you're in New York. I know what we're using here. We're no, putting the agency in place. I'm talking about Missouri. What well, we put agency, the, the same way we put an agency in place called MOCAN in the city of St. Louis that has What's been doing it in the construction doing it in the construction industry for, for since the 1970s. You're going to have to tell me what MOCAN is because I'm not from Missouri and I'm trying to relate to what you're talking about. Missouri, so MOCAN? MOCAN is an organization that works on behalf of construction workers and also construction minority construction companies. Okay. So when a general contractor needs to have inclusion, they have to go to these people. They can't get on the phone and do things the way they do, i.e. the good old boy system. So that's How what needs to be done. Place? How long have these people been practicing this MOCAN? Since the nineteen seventies. And, and what progress has happened with this organization? Since the nineteen seventies it's still in operation, so it has to be positive progress. That's what I'm talking about. I like the sound of that. And are you guys connecting with the youth that are on the ground, your wisdom? And what you've been through, so that they can have confidence in you and know that you got their back. Well, that, like as I said before, there's movements that's being put in place to correct these problems. Has and your organization, the MoCan, uh, I don't belong to I don't belong to MoCan, and MoCan really don't get in, get involved in political processes. It's, oh. it's sort of like a manpower agency. A but there's thing. other the urban the urban league could do it. Any agency could do it. You could set up an agency to do it. You could set up a training agency that would uh, prerequisite applicants for what fire department and post department. In your in your opinion, do you think that basically this prosecutor kind of just aim this thing the way he wanted to do, do it, kind of shoot and fire and come up with the, the outcome that he wanted to do it? Or did he honestly, because it seems to me that he was a little bit too close to the police, and I can understand what you're saying about maybe a special prosecutor coming in to to kind of do it because, I mean, he's seemed to me like he was too close to the situation, so to speak, to make an accurate, viable decision in this. He was spending more time on the media than he was and actually, you know, making sure that things went the way they need to. And I guess, I guess I'm going based off of some of the moderators that I heard on TV and I guess the opinion I'm asking of you is, do you think that he kind of steered this thing in the direction that he wanted it to go in? Rather than act as grand jury. Well, yes, that's, that's quite sure. It shouldn't take that long for evidence to be presented to a grand jury. 
and the grand jury makes their decisions. Reading the transcripts, you've seen some inadequacies that went on. And you know, for instance, where you had a... Did you think the DA steered the grand jury to this decision? That was the main point of the question. Well, I said yes. I said absolutely. All one could do is read the transcript, and you can find that. When you have a jurist ask the assistant prosecutor whether or not they should go by a Supreme Court decision or the state statute, uh, that showed ignorance on the grand jury, that particular member, and also... No, it's on the on the uh, prosecutor. On the prosecutor, first we gotta put the 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 booty there. Like, wait, when you're going to take a boo boo, you gotta put your butt on the toilet and then excavate. So people are concentrating on only the caca instead of the booty. The booty is the prosecutor. Well, the prosecutors, the prosecutors, the prosecutors don't have to. The prosecutors don't have to hold school. A juror, a U.S. citizen, should know the law. They should know the uh, Supreme Court's decision. Well, ma'am, listen, I'm going to have to go. If I can't talk, you keep interrupting me, and you got other people trying to hear what I say. Yes, sir. Now, as I said before, a U.S. citizen should know the law. They should know the Supreme Court decision on a law outtrumps the law itself. So when that juror asked that question, it showed their ignorance of what was going on or what they how they were supposed to act. So a lot of mis uh, it, it was a lot of misconceptions that went on in the Ferguson case, and probably the same thing went on in the Gardner case. But uh, you know, I just gave you some points on some of the things that people need to work on. They need to work to change the definition of deadly force. They should have a national registry where police names go into when they commit a grievous crime against a U.S. citizen. Uh, when they try to go to another location and get a job, that municipality should know exactly who they're getting involved with. Uh, if they change the law, then you constrain that police officer. If he or she steps out of those constraints, then they're subject to the lawsuit. Uh, they're subject to the lawsuit to the bond that the municipality carries on them, and if the damages is greater than the limits of the bond, then you go after them personally. You go after their house, their cars, their guns, their boats, and chewing tobacco. I got to mm-hmm. tell you, I, I'm really sorry that uh, all you folks down there had to experience that type of nonsense. I think got some real nuts down there in the wrong billets and in the wrong jobs doing the wrong stuff to, to people, you know, just because they felt they could. I, I, I've still been, it's been hard for me, and, and I probably needed some extra soda water to choke down the concept of a child reaching into a police car, knowing that he wouldn't have a gun and challenging this person like this, and then listening to this individual embellish the story of what happened between him and that young man and, and hearing mm-hmm. it change on a regular basis. And I know for a fact that a 300-pound man that's punching somebody, your face is going to look a lot worse. I'm also adverse to seeing um, the process take all that amount of time trying to almost let people forget about what happened. I I just don't think, you know, if you're trying to go after the truth and you're actually in a truth-seeking type of mentality, you have to sit up and wait for months on end 
it's like the situation in New York, since we're talking about that too, you guys came up with a decision in a lot more compartmentalized, a lot faster decision process, albeit the wrong decision in my opinion, than New York did. It's like New York was trying to, came in on the heels of what you guys did. They figured since it was such a shocking thing, what happened with Mr. Brown and the fact that they did that, they made a like unto decision, and knowing that they were close to Christmas, holiday, they wanted to make sure they weren't stuck there for Christmas. And so when you when the grand jury, as Nancy Grace was saying, is usually put into place. When somebody goes to a grand jury, a prosecutor, as a rule, and this is the, the, the exception playing out more than the rule, and in his case, he was doing more of the rule than the exception, however you decide a picture on it. Seems like he more or less, you know, when you go to a grand jury, a prosecutor is supposed to seek a reason to go to trial and not try to kind of clean it up and use the fingerprint dust for us to dust uh, psychological or mental uh, prints off of the situation and come out with an outcome that he wanted to come out with. That's what it just seemed like it was. It's a shame to see, you know, us destroy our own communities. I'm adverse to that because, I mean, I understand the, the anger and everything, but if any destruction has to go on, the only way a bully's going to know what happens is if you give him that same similar thing. I'm tired of us waking up the next day after in our communities and see our stuff still smoldering while they're over there in the communities kind of laughing at the fact that we destroyed our own communities. I mean, I don't, if, if it comes and down I, to it, I, I would rather not see any of it at all. But if we got to see it, I would rather not be in our communities. Yeah. Well, I agree with what you said, sir. You've been very accurate and you've been on point. But I would, I would like to add that, uh, you know, we have to support the uh, First Amendment right for people to protest. And what you have in cases like what you witnessed and commented on, you had protesters, then you had looters, you had arsonists, you had provocateurs, and you had rioters. And when you're having a piece of protest, especially one that's in the public, it's very difficult to keep other people who have a different motives, personal agendas, and the things that you see in mind like what happened. Uh, the people there in that community was not the ones necessary uh, doing the violence. Uh, yes, sir. The, so that's, I mean, I'm just sorry. It's, it's going to happen. Uh, there was provocateurs that were standing behind the protesters who were standing in front of the police, and the provocateurs were throwing rocks Excuse at the police. Me. Can I speak real quick, brother? I don't want to over yes, my elders. But, um, and the point that you just said, there has been video footage released of agents, which are known as SWAT teams, starting a car on fire at the AutoZone on Ferguson Avenue, and it was on a news clip. It was on, like, you know how the news goes out and they got a reporter out there? It was recorded on a news clip. So this is not a new thing, first of all. It's just a proven thing. You're absolutely right. I agree with you. something that has happened back in the day, and they said it was us that burned down our own communities, which never makes sense. Because we are a prosperous people. But they have actually had new evidence. Well, you know, in the historical content, blacks have had their communities burned down. We can name a lot of them. We talk about the infamous Wall Street. We talk about the infamous Rosewood. Rosewood. We talk about 
Lovejoy, Illinois. So yes, so you talk about the rising that went on after the World Series there in Boston. So and it's always the most successful black businesses that get burnt to the ground. To me, that's evidence of targeted terrorism by the state. Yeah, so you know we know who the culprits are, but the thing is, is that you have to seize the moment, and we have to make these changes in order to neutralize this these demonic acts that's going on. Uh, I'm saying that uh, people who has concealed carry, uh, you have a right to fear for your life and use deadly force too, no matter who that may be. No matter if it's a person that's dressed in a T-shirt and jeans or whether it's a person that's dressed in a uniform with a badge on it. If that person is acting out in a manner that you feel is going to, or cause you duress and threaten your life, you got a right to defend yourself. Amen. But, I mean, I, I, saw, one, one, one thing where I saw one thing where there was a uh, black-owned business, and, and his sister was standing inside the business, you know, talking about how they had destroyed part of her building, and, and she was still making pies and cakes and hoping and praying that those people would not return the next night. It's just to me, like I said, I I don't believe in the violent portion of what happens in some of this stuff and, 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 and the buildings burning and stuff. But I mean, like I said, you know, if you if, if you're gonna risk getting arrested and doing all that, I just believe, and it's maybe this is just the dark side of me, that if people got their neighborhoods burned down enough times, and it was your police that kept violating the our communities, and something like this jumps off. If we came to your communities and burnt your communities down sometimes, as many times as the police did it, I think you would see them policing their police a lot more. And that sounds cynical, but I just think that they would police their police a lot more if the consequences would a whole thing we were talking about earlier is the culpability thing in which the reason that the brother was asking me earlier in a, in a, on another page, on a sports page that I'm part of, you know, well, don't you know? Don't don't sit here and act like blacks don't profile whites. I said, well, the difference with those two extremes are is that what what we can say stuff about them, but their profiling takes on a more dangerous turn because they have all of not only this country's unfortunate history, and I say unfortunate because there's no strength in being a coward. A lot of stuff that happened to us for slavery and now has been the act of a lot of cowards doing stuff to us. And and so you know, generationally. Well, let me re- you- well, let me reveal something else to you real quick. Yeah. Okay. Uh, only a third of the total area that you see in being devastated was actually Ferguson. The other two thirds was Delwood, and in this yeah. area here, that's the way it is. You got a community across the street from one another. Another point: most of those stores were not owned by blacks; they was owned by foreigners. Foreigners make money, they send their profits back across the seas. Another point. You I got white that, police officers. I know I don't buy my hair from no black person. It's a Korean or got, a Vietnamese. And it was a hair wh- shop that got burned down. The way you got with the public service, you got blacks who make up majority of the community paying taxes that's supposed to go to the salaries, the wages, and the pensions to those in public service. Well, the ones okay. in public service don't live in that community. They're white, majority of them, like in the police department, 
Wilson, he stayed 25 miles from Ferguson. So when he earns a salary, a check, he takes it back 25 miles and spends it, put it in the bank, use it to support sports teams and other uh, help to uh, build up recreation centers and so on and so on. If he retires, he takes that retirement and collects it 25 miles from Ferguson while the people in Ferguson continue to pay for it, and they have nothing to show and nothing to provide a leave for their children. So the community is being sucked dry, and that has to stop. That's what exactly, we were talking exactly about earlier. About the, what about the mamas and the, and the babies that sit up, and they're in these communities that these rioters and looters that you were talking about earlier, while you're burning that stuff up, the next day these sisters and brothers got to get up and still come to those stores, and they might not have the same access to vehicles to, to make it to those next counties and, and to those places because, you know, well, I, I saw on the news, kind of brother, um, that they go outside their community for work anyway, largely. Yeah, you, they, so they do. Have You're to right. Transfer, they have to they have to drive to a whole other community, and that's where these traffic tickets come into play because they have to travel outside of their community, sometimes 10, 15 minutes away. Isn't that crazy that in 10 minutes you could get a ticket? In 15 minutes you could give a, get a ticket that's going to detriment your whole lifestyle and the way that you take care of your children. And if you're easy, even going to come home that night because they put crazy bonds out, I mean, this is crazy, y'all. It's bigger that's a, that's than... A, what's what you call a poor tax? It's a, it's a debtor's a debtor's prison is what it is, and that's what they practice in Europe. And when we was talking a couple of days ago, um, I had brought up the way Caucasians even treat themselves before they came across black folks, and they treated us exactly the way they treated their sales before they got out of the confines of Europe. So this is their natural way of life. That's why they can't see you. So, so we got to you know, really look outside of their box. Don't look in their box no more. We honestly got to come up with our own solutions, dear, dear father, brother, because you're my elder and I respect that. But we got to look outside of their Well, I encourage, I encourage that, and you're absolutely right. We have to stop depending on the thems. You don't have to be getting, uh, you don't have to be getting approval. You should not be expecting somebody to feel sorry. You should not be looking for morals. You shouldn't be not looking even for what they can right and wrong because right and wrong is highly subjective. What you want to right. do is put laws in place to control the behavior, thereby setting the rules so you can understand how to play the game. And that's all we need to do. We have to prepare our children where they can compete, and they have to control those economic Hello? Hello? Foreigners. Where'd the brother go? Inner, inner. We're good. We're good. You should not be letting farmers, foreigners to enter, or should I say enter your economic zone. Uh, is there not big complaints about illegal immigrants coming across the southern border? So it should be just as vile when they enter into your economic markets and take out profits the way they do. I'm not worried about the other the other brown man over the border because that's just a distraction because we used to actually do commerce with them anyway before the Caucasian was able to build a boat. 
and then you know it is what it is. But but anyway, I, I just wanted, dear brother, is you being down there in Missouri as an elder, and you're sharing to the youth my age and younger your energy and your wisdom. That's all I could ask for. And thank you, dear brother, for doing that, dear elder of mine, because you have expressed some wisdom and you have expressed some action about what needs let me, to be done. Let me share a couple more things to you also. In your community, when your police officer, your police force is being trained, the curriculum, DVD, the any material that a trainer is using should be scrutinized. That should be an independent committee that review that material before it is exposed to the police force because you do not want to create biases. You do not want to inflame. You do not want to cause any attitude that can be worked out against the public in the negative ways we have seen. And I'm going to give you an example. Have you ever tried to take You're dealing a with new media. book? Hold on. Have you ever tried to take have you ever tried to take a new book or curriculum into a public school? Do not the principal want to know exactly what it is that you got? Do not the school board want to know exactly what it is that you're trying to expose to the children? The same thing should apply to that force, too. No curriculum, no training material is introduced to the force until a separate committee has the right to inspect it to make sure it doesn't cause problems. Nice. You're right. right. Exactly, and, and the whole whole thing that I was going to say earlier is that the only thing that's, that's that's really going on here is that, and the reason why this circle vicious circle continues, when I was talking about the profiling thing earlier, is that it's a culpability thing. If you cannot hold people accountable for their actions and things that they do, especially the things that we know you know, just basically are, are wrong that happened within for us in our communities. True enough, we have to have talk about more general or less, people or, or we public have, officials. We have to more or less police ourselves, but at the same time, the, the people that continue to do these things to us, the difference between our profiling and saying something and their, their profiling and doing something is that they have, you know, the history of how they've always done things here and the continuum from generation to generation of devaluating who we are as people and everything else. So, you know, another thing, another thing is that uh, you want your, what we have here, of course, they're going to have to have body cameras and they're going to have to have dash and rear deck cameras on the vehicles. But what's more importantly is that if they interact with a citizen and that body camera, those cameras are not on, then they are due some reper- repercussions. Another point, yes. the video that is taken off of those cameras should be uploaded to an independent source, not the police department, where they can tamper with it or edit out that's, whatever the hell what they I want That's what I was to. saying. Absolutely, a, a citizen-type body uh, source, you know, where the citizens evaluate what they're seeing and what's going on. And I'm not talking about just 10 or 12. I'm talking about the whole the whole county. So, yeah, I'm, I'm down with that because that, brother, that whole body camera also, stuff is crazy. What you're saying also is, is not only valid, but it should be actually uh, an agency 
that's out of their state and out of their control. It should be something that, right. like you said, when you download it, maybe it should be something that should go to maybe some federal agency or, or source, you know, with the, with the, out, of, out of their state. And even even if it goes, has to go back to D.C. and they have to set up a separate department. Because, I mean, they're, they're always setting up a bunch of departments in D.C. that The way they do matter. on uh, Instant Replay with the baseball. Thank you. They go to a completely different source. They go. They go. They say, well, "Let's let's go to New York now with 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 this referee that's not even here in this city and ask him what he thinks about this last play that happened." You're absolutely right. They should have it. it should be downloaded to someone who's not even indigenous to whatever city it is because. With the Ferguson's and and even with New York and New York in particular because of how they are, but this this ugly situation that happened in these small towns like like Ferguson and stuff just outside of another major city. If you do that download like you're saying and you put it in another place, you're allowed, except in extreme cases, only maybe like twice a month to review those tapes to see what's going on. You don't need an everyday thing because you know how human nature is. When you're doing something ugly, you tend to kind of want to update your rhetoric in an immediate sense, which means that there needs to be a period in which you can review the the information that you're downloading or whatever, but not on a regular um, weekly or, 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 or daily continuum because human beings adjust to conditions. I'm an ex-Marine. Another so thing, that. there needs to be there needs to be classes in the community, in your churches that teaches people the Constitution the state constitution, local laws, and also how to interact with the police. There's websites that produce those little ah, cards. No, 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 no. Wait a minute. Come on. No. You can have. I'm going to have to interject at this point because that is a weak okay. argument. Well, yeah, it works here. It works here because when you tell when you tell when you ask a police officer are you being detained if they say no then you got a right to leave when you tell them I do not give I do not answer questions that's it you got a right to do that so uh, our people need to know those things our children need to know those things so they can better interact what things do our children need to know what 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 weak argument did you just come with that and this last paragraph your children, because this last thing your children, I know your, children need, your children need to know how to interact when they come into contact with a police person. okay okay are you aware of your environment sir because our children are wide aware of the environment that they living in. Do you not think that these men and women care about their children to make them aware of the environment they've been living in under the past thousand years? Are you serious? Education well, what is we have done. here, let me tell you what we do here. What we have here, we have sessions. We have people that go around the churches and they introduce this program for 45 minutes and leave 15 minutes for answers and questions. They pass out cards that have a prescribed a script on it that they no. say. And what no, folks, no, well, no, tell you, no, 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 no. I'm going to tell you what we do here. Let me tell you why, because I'm gotta, listening to you this whole time. you got to let them finish. I'm going to let. Go ahead. You see, you're being disrespectful, lady. Now, I'm trying to share information. I'm not here to get into an argument. If a person don't want to do these things, they can go out there and involve themselves in the way it is. But when we teach children here, they have a defense 
and they do not have these negative interactions. Actually, the interaction is nothing but a trick, so you got to be smarter than the trickster. And it works here. So if a person don't want to try wherever they are else in this country, it's perfectly fine. But I'm only here to share information. I, I, is that, I, my, is that my room so I can say something? Well, come on in, come on in. Because I wasn't trying to come at him as in, because the way my style is, because you don't know me, sir, I don't know you, this is this, this is a new format. But I'm a critical thinker. So when you were telling um, your advice, which I definitely respect, because I respect my elders, that's why I didn't say nothing. But when you were saying that um, the last point that you said was um, education and we need to be educated on how to interact with these demons and such as such not, that's where uh, you didn't use the word demons, but I use the word demons. And that's where I was like, no, nah, no, nah. education is not needed. We are very aware of our environment right now, sir. And all the wisdom that you gave uh, before that point, I agree with. But when you came with this, oh, we need to educate our children, are you kidding me? The only reason why we're still existing in this state uh, that we're in is because we protected our children on how to interact with these beasts. So we have educated ours, okay? And these Caucasians are very educated on how to keep their white supremacy going. Now, you sound like a very politically correct elder. You don't want to address white supremacy and what it is and how it really affects our community, in my humble opinion, because I don't know you. But at that Saying that, I'm saying that education is done. They've been using an education tool for 100 years, and only thing that it benefited was us seeing how what kind of beasts we're dealing with. So I reject that whole concept of let's educate the, these Caucasians because they're just ignorant. I, that's why I was I didn't say nothing that. about educating the Caucasians. I said, you know how to, you know the best way to deal with white supremacy? Please tell you me. Compete against, you compete against it. How is that? You compete against it for what it is that they want to control that you need to sustain yourself. Okay, Racism. so what areas is that? Well, quite 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 obvious is that we're talking about business. It's economics. Economics is the biggest issue with blacks and black African Americans in the United States. Are you it's familiar racism, with Nellie Fuller, sir? I know all about that stuff. Nellie, I'm, I'm asking you, are you familiar with Nellie Fuller? Yeah, I'm familiar with Nellie Filler, and white supremacy okay, so is about the control. It has nothing to do with some people thinking they are superior. It's about control. It's economics, and the best way to defeat it is to compete against it. So what are your solutions? What do you, you have need to, to have, bring? Well, on the economic what level, blacks, need to, have, blacks <laughs> need to have viable businesses. 
If your businesses are not there, you don't control the politics. If you don't control the politics, you don't control your police force. If you don't have businesses, you can't control the actions of media and television because they need yes, advertising dollars to survive. Yes, sir. What is the advertisement, sir? What is the advertisement? If, what is the if, advertisement? If, if you buy the advertisement, if you tell them don't do something, the they don't want to lose your is dollars. controlled by business, right? I'm sorry. You know I just go. I know, I know you fired up, but you gotta let that ask your question. You know? I know you fired up. Go, go ahead, fellas. Go ahead, finish that up. Real and quick. this is because my before. elder is just because he's an intelligent business, If you don't have viable business, and I'm, I don't need barbecue joints and 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 beauty parlors. Nothing wrong with them, but those are not viable business. You know, you can't support a black business by going in to a restaurant, sitting down, ordering a dinner. Exactly, because a black business needs advertisement. A black you got to, needs you have to, the support of black business, if it's selling chicken dinners, you got to raise the chickens, you got to process the chickens, and you got to warehouse the chickens, good. and you got to transport the chickens. That's supporting black businesses. You have to have viable businesses. Your viable businesses control your politics. If you just merely vote, somebody else will come buy your politics okay, away from is there anybody else on the line? Because I understand the line he's going with, but I'm a little bit bored. Is there anybody else to talk to um, out there in it, Radio it, Land? It, 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 it's, it's, just a, it's just us three, but you have to keep in mind that there are no wrong answers here, and everybody's got to. I didn't say that there's no wrong answers. I just feel like sometimes. I'm um, going through the same type of thing, and I have a little bit of patience when dealing with the same type of stuff I've already been answering and dealing with. And I do respect the elder, but he's a little bit caught up on a broken record, like something that's been addressed already. Who the hell is that? Your daddy, bitch. Wow. daddy calling you a bitch. What? Did uh, you uh, y'all heard that, right? But sir, what's your name, sir? I I I, I go by Flossy Jeezy. With Did my everybody music just heard you call but me but a bitch? All right, Flossy. Well, Flossy, do you agree? Flossy, do you agree with what it is that I'm saying? You know, you gotta have. I agree with what you're saying. If you don't have, because you know, this thing there is no cut. I'm not going to interrupt you, but there is no actual cut and dry on this because there's so Mm -hmm. many ways when you're dealing with this man that you have to approach it. What I've always told, let let me answer the first thing that you were talking about earlier, so far as the interaction with police, because my because you know I have a, a young man who's 28 years old, but even when he was a teenager, because of Portland's propensity to be a larger version of Ferguson when it comes down to dealing with our youth out here because they, they're very cowardice in their approach because the only time you see them wanting to be serious policemen here as in other cities is when they're dealing with our children in an adverse way. My thing with him was always to whenever you engage these, these, these cats because of how they are, and when you're dealing with people in a position of authority, especially when you know they can do you some harm, they're the same parts I used in the, in the military when I was a Marine. And that's yes, sir, no, sir, and and thank you, and you're out of there. Whereas yes, a lot sir. of times when we when we explode and when we give that 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 kind of a deal 
same tops that I'm talking about, me dealing with them now. It's my birthday. I'm down at the coast. I'm celebrating the anniversary. I'm doing some other stuff. And, and I get a top that because my license had expired, right, and bounced to me, he was I, I, he was telling me, I was saying, well, look, I just pull over to the side. My, my uh, hotel is actually right across the street from here. Just park it out the way. Well, no, I'm not going to let you do that. I, I could have just told you to be a court. I'm telling him, well, look, sir. I'm not even trying to imagine myself trying to even argue with you because evidently because of what's going on here, I'm not in, in the right posture to argue with you. So, look, let's just go ahead. I'll go ahead and leave it here, and I'll have some woman from the hotel come and drive the car over. So he did. When you engage these people, a lot of times we get caught into it because uh, as men, especially as African-American men, we have a very mature uh about us. That they get that makes them fearful of who we are in the first place. So when we're dealing with these knuckleheads and we know that we're that we're dealing with these cops, we have to deal with them a little bit different from the way that say Johnny and Earl would deal with each other, or or, or however you, you you want to phrase paraphrase it. And that's that's how I kind of talk about him out of jail. That way that way he doesn't have his his, uh, his head cracked by somebody. Now in terms of the business, which you say when you say viable business. Uh, a business, like you said, isn't just something as simple as coming in and, and just working a place, but actually owning it and, and moving stuff around and having, you know, your support system in and, and, of course, your inventory folks and everything like that. And, of course, being able to actually move real units of money back and forth within each other, I agree with you 110% on that. So, and, you know, another I mean, thing about that, too, Flossie, uh, see, uh, you cannot – uh, let's face it, you can't go to Asians and buy wholesale and think they're going to give you family prices where you can compete against their cousins who's already retailing to you true. what you want to sell. Yes, you have sir, to manufacture, and, project, to manufacture and produce yourself. They were trying to sell hair products down here, and they had to go through the Koreans to get to that source that would be able to import that fake hair because I was part of that project to try and open up a black hair product store. And I swear to God, brother, what this man is saying is true. They did not want to do any kind of business with us, and they blackballed us the whole way in order to make those connections overseas to even make a viable business over here, which is a trillion-dollar business, by the way, black hair care. Well, blacks yeah, should be manufacturing, producing hair for, say, in a West African country where you have trade agreements where you can bring products back into the United States duty and tariff-free, thus by giving you a leverage over those products that are coming from way over in Korea and also China. Yeah. See, that, that's the whole thing. A lot You don't have to necessarily even have a college mental on that. You can just go into a library real quick and check out a book on on the import export thing and learn a little bit of inventory control on your own. And, and you, like you say, you can you can accomplish these things. A lot of us, you know, a lot of us, you know, I don't know, maybe it's because of circumstance or whatever. And I don't really want to continue on the excuse wagon, but you know, a lot of us just don't, for some odd reason, we don't seem to be able to get into that, that moving gear. Uh, I mean, we have five gears on the truck, but we only use three of them a lot of times for one reason or another. And, of course, the the one that's always the backup gear 
unfortunately, a lot of times, a lot of us gets used more than the other ones. But the whole thing is, it, you're, you're absolutely right. It, it's not. It, it's not. We're not facing a Rosewood or a Tulsa. You're actually in a in a in a place where you can, you know, um, do your own business kind of thing, and 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 um, you know, uh, move your own stuff around. You just got to be patient with it. Cause that's the hardest thing I find, even in my my uh, music business. Is trying to be patient to wait for stuff to happen, or try to wait for you know opportunities to to express the groove and, and watching people I'm imitate, in you know Im- imitating I'm in the art. <laughs> there you go. That's true, because I know I don't have a lick of patience. Sometimes I can't even hear a full sentence, and I'm not uh, I'm an intelligent person, but the way I want solutions quickly, and the way I want change to be like in a week. I, my patience is little to none. So understand where you're coming from with that patience factor. Yeah. What you got to say about that, Elder? What you got to say about patience? Because you already been there. You, you're definitely been on the planet longer than us. And what has patience, what have you learned about patience and what can you share with us to get through these times about patience? Well, patient plays right if the things you put in place is put in place right. Then you have to wait for the outcome to develop, just like it is when you put a turkey in the oven or a cake. If you don't put the right ingredients in it, then it won't turn out right. If you put the right ingredients in it and leave it in the oven for the required amount of time, patience, then the outcome will be as you intended for it to be. Well, when you say baking, baking to me is chemistry because the, the everything has to happen on a chemical level in order for that cake to come out right and for that pie to come out right cuz I'm a cook you know so you're talking about chemistry so you're telling me that patience and chemistry is the same thing which makes sense to me now that I'm starting to look at it because as a scientist, you got to look underneath that microscope and you got to look at things and you got to evaluate things. And all of that takes time. And time equates patience. So what a wise thing for you to say when it comes to, to, to what you just explained to me. And I praise God for that. Well, I, 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 it goes without saying. I'm, I'm definitely glad to, to, you know, have an opportunity to talk with someone, you know, from the impact area because I know it, it takes a lot of patience to, to see what's going on and to see, you know, all that stuff, you know, that goes on. I always, always say to myself, I'm glad I'm not in one of these countries where you see a lot of, you know, uh, large, larger scale, you know, people shooting at each other and bombs floating over and. You know, people are running trucks in the buildings full of uh, explosives and stuff like that. But, I mean, you know, Malcolm once said, said that a racial explosion is worse than a nuclear explosion. And I, I just, I'm just wondering, as as I run through this, this whole thing, because, you know, I, as you can see by my title, I, I have to use phonetics on the, on the pukery word there to kind of, you know, catch attention of folks to to let them know what we were talking about tonight. And, I mean, you know, um, you know, I'm, I'm looking at, you know, this top, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm seeing a 21-year standing order. I mean, 21 years of 
do not choke people. You know, you you you've been, uh, you know, on a situation where you have had to pay, mo- uh, you know, your department had to pay money out because you were out of control. You take the man. We gotta stop giving excuses for these yeah. people, man. You, you, we gotta you, stop you got, condoning their excuses. I mean, you've done a lot of stuff, but yet you were still on that police force, and yeah. as of tonight. You still don't, you, once again, I'll use that word again, you still are not culpable for the things that you have done. And you, these people made a decision quickly behind St. Louis, or uh, in the county of Ferguson, city of Ferguson there, quickly after your decision. It's almost as if, and maybe it's just me, but the timing is a little off here again because it's Christmas and almost New Year's. You came with a quick decision on the heels of Ferguson's decision, and you decided since this tragedy that happened to an unarmed young man. It kept this one moderator kept saying that Mr. Brown threw someone into a wall, and you're looking at the video, and there's no wall that this guy's this 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 little shop owner is being thrown into. Yeah, it wasn't the, it it may not have been a good look, but when at the time that you pulled this young man over. You didn't even have a real reason to pull him over other than talking something about jaywalking, which means that if you did suspect these two were part of that situation, then the way that you approached them was in a disingenuous fashion. So when you approach Brother Jesus, like we got to stop. 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 We got to stop uh, accepting their narratives and their philosophy and everything. And we, uh, because that's honestly what we keep recapping is their version of things, and then we come against it, and we say, okay, well, but it was this, that, and the other. But when they give us that, oh, he did this, that, and the other, we gotta stop that. Right is right, and wrong is wrong, and we need to stop trying to argue what right is right and what is wrong because that our energy is being wasted on that. We need to just go ahead and keep putting our energy on the things that we know is right and stop debating these people because it's hitting our heads against the wall and they're taking our energy. Well, that's where the problem lies. It's not about right and wrong. I keep hammering that in. It has nothing to do right about right and wrong. It's about mm-hmm. the law. The laws have to be changed. Right and wrong is subjective. I don't want their laws anymore. I don't want their law. I'm done with their law. That's what I'm saying. You are a United United States citizen. You are protected by the highest law of the land. That's the the Constitution. Prove it. And that's the only thing that you have to control. Prove that I'm protected by the United States law. Prove it. Prove it. Well, you, well, when the IRS say you owe owe them money, don't they send you notices? Oh, that's Lord, due process. No, huh? no, 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 no. Well, it's due process soul, because if they were to if they were to seize your account as a so-called Christian under the United States Christian-based Masonic laws, then I am not a citizen of the Masonic Christian-based laws. That's what I'm talking You know, about. let me tell you something. I'm Did not, your mother ever tell you to not to this. touch the hot stove when you was a child? 
Tell them Caucasians that because that's how they for all no, of I asked you a question. I asked you a question. Did your mother tell you not to I touch that right hot stove? So that doesn't apply to me. You need to apply when that you to the child, people that, did she that tell it applies you, to. Did she tell you not to touch I that hot right stove? I know right from wrong, sir. You're you're right, so it back on apparently, me, and you apparently need to be you learned, on the Caucasians. Apparently you learned talk to the, the hard way. Don't talk to you me because I know right way. from wrong. Talk to the Caucasians well, and tell them right from wrong and teach them well, right you, from wrong. You know another thing too, when I go on Caucasian doing. when I go on Caucasian blog to radio's programs, I don't have these many problems. They listen. Oh, well ain't you being cuddled. But you need to go ahead and you need to talk to them about right from wrong because I know right from wrong. But you're not going to turn that stuff on me and be like, oh, y'all need to do that. Right and wrong is the law. I know I let you talk and I listened to what you was talking about, but I see you and you ain't nothing but a mirror image of these crackers. And you are condoning what these crackers really think. And you have wasted my time and my energy because I listened to everything you had to say. And honest to God, you ain't nothing but a saint. I I got to I got to cut into some of that cuz uh you know <laughs> uh see people are hard headed that's why come they get in trouble then they want people who ain't hard headed to get involved what 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 what's your what's your name brother man my name is Pianchi Pianchi okay um what I want to do is uh I'm probably going to end up let's just make it in a second um I want to have another show probably tomorrow night. Uh, if not t- tomorrow night, then another night. What I did was, I, if you don't mind, I uh, wrote down um, wrote down your number and stuff for future shows and stuff because this is not something that's going to be able to get resolved in one night, and we're about to run out of some show time here. But, um, well, you would do tonight, better to email me. Okay, I gave you my email right. address. The email address, you got a pencil? Yes, I'm on it right now. Go ahead. The email is uh, L as in Larry, C as in Charlie, the Steel, S T E E L. And Mindspring. S T E E L, just like the metal steel. Okay. And Mindspring. Yeah, L C Steel at Mindspring.com. M I N D S P R I N G dot com. Well, you you kind of quick there. I'm kind of slow today. <laughs> I don't have my glasses on. Yeah, my, yeah, mind spring. M I N D, like the mind in your head, and spring, oh, like the spring on your car. Yeah. Mind spring. Dot okay, com. Dot, okay, okay, great. LC Steel and mind at mindspring.com. Excellent. Well, I, I'll be Yeah, if I'm tomorrow. not doing anything, I'll come on your show. But you know, okay, like I was saying great. before, there's a need for us to to take time out and teach our children about the law because as if you read the transcript in the Ferguson grand jury when that juror asked the assistant prosecutor, well, which one are we supposed to go by, the Supreme Court ruling or the statute? Well, if she should know or they should know that a Supreme Court ruling out-trumps a statute because the Supreme Court is telling you that the statute is not constitutional. And that's what you heard when they said that the law is antiquated, the law does, has been overruled, and they're continuing to use it. 
So people that know better would just ignore that and go about doing their business the way they're supposed to. Well, I, I, I tell you, that's exactly how it goes down. My, my whole thing, like I said before, I'm about 51 years young, and I still have not figured my way through the science of how everything goes so far as how this man thinks and does business. And, and, in, a, and in, a, in a sense, I think I'm kind of blessed with that because if I start thinking like him, I'll become like him, and that's scary. Um, there's a lot of stuff that just goes on that, that I just can't figure out. And I, you know, I'm a person that, that watches a lot of history programs, and and I, and I, and I try to stay as, as well versed and unbiased as I can. But it is a constant struggle because of all of the stuff that we keep, you know, seeing happening on on a continuum. And, yeah. and you know, like I said, to be able to to talk to a guy from the battle area uh, of, of where that was, and 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 being able to do that. There's, there's, there's future conversations I want to want to continue to travel down the road on with this, and so um, like I said before, we'll get together, we'll create some more stuff. Me and my fiery companion over here, you know, we'll, we'll, uh, uh, Miss the Ice Lady from uh, Arizona, we'll get everything figured out uh, and uh, and get back in here and and, and like the, the old movie said, well, you know, let's do it again because this is this is some yeah. incredible stuff that we talked about tonight. And 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 and, I, and I'm just, you know, it's one of the ways we can heal each other. As, as, as of all people, Jerry Springer would say, he said, "Let's, you know, let's 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 take care of ourselves and each other." That's what we have That's to do. Right. We have to we have to have a solid discussion. We're not always going to agree on everything collectively. You know, there's going to be some some fiery moments. The ice cream will give us. Plenty of those moments. That's that's a good thing. Well, you know what? The the flower didn't like the bee. The flower mm-hmm. did not like that bee coming and buzzing around his head and, and all inside his head. But that flower and that bee work into collusion to to feed us on this planet. That's what that's what we're gonna be doing. We're gonna we're gonna continue to stay abuzz on what's going on out here in this this world and try to work through it because, like I said, through through discussion and communication, you know, without communication, it leads to devastation. We've had, I think as a, as a people, we've had enough devastation. So at this point, it's good to communicate, lend some ideas, because through communication, we, we, we all can get taught and learn something. So it's, it's a blessing to talk to you all tonight. And this, this was a great show. I want to have more of this. I want to have more of this dialogue. So uh, I'll, I'll email you and, and let you know, Elsie, uh, what's going on. And uh, you know we'll, we'll we'll get this we'll get this thing rolling because you know this, this is important stuff. And right now you are pretty much at the epicenter of and and kind of a uh, how, they, how they say call it a bookmark or milepost for things that are going on in the rest of the country. I mean we 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 saw it in New York. I, I'm from Chicago. I'm up from up your way. I live in Portland, Oregon. But we've seen it everywhere. I've seen cats get shot in the back. People choked out, you know, uh, and, and, and a lot of stuff, things, you know, a lot of stuff I'm sure going on down there in, in Tempe and in California and every place. And now you're, you're the current epicenter for everything that's going on. And uh, we're going to have more of these discussions because there's a whole lot of intellectual property that I'm getting from us here on the line. Well, you know, it's enough, uh, it's enough movement, enough energy that's out and throughout this country. That's going on against this police brutality, 
uh, especially since with the advent of social media, you're able things that you never would have saw in the past. Uh, believe it or not, you got white kids and white men, 80 years old, being beat up by the police, and it's being shown. And the nation as a whole is starting to get fed up with it. Never I've heard the news media come out against law enforcement the way I've heard, you know, in these last few months since July. So uh, the, there needs to be what we call uh, take advantage, or should I say seize the moment, because the moment is as it is, and we need to seize the moment to take make these changes and constrain this uh, right. this problem that has uh, infested itself and, continue, and will continue to. They need to be restrained. And if they right. don't want, and you know, here's a. I, I like to make this. Brother Jeezy, excuse me, I'm sorry, Brother Jeezy. How much time we got left on the program? About seven minutes. Oh, okay. I'm gonna make this assertion, then I'm gonna I'm gonna go. If you and I, brother, on corner A, you a police officer and I'm a suspect, and you and I are tussling and fighting and scratching and biting, and I hit you and I run, and I am apprehended at corner G. Well, when you come down to corner G, you're not supposed to retaliate against me for what I've done at corner A. It's your job and the oath that you took to bring me to justice and afford me due process. What happened at corner A is additional charges, assault against a police officer and whatever. That is your job. And if you don't want to do the job the way it's supposed to be done, then you need to go find something else, someplace else. That's the way we have to start looking at it. That's the way we have to start demanding. So, look, I gotta go. I'll talk to you guys later. Hey, sir, excuse me. Before you get off the line, um, I just yes. want to apologize for the environment that you were exposed to because I am in a relationship that I am um not in control of this man doesn't respect me and that's why y'all heard him call me outside of my name but honestly that's not the role i deserve but i have um dealt with men in my life too that i have been actually truly trying to stand by because a lot of black men act like black women aren't by their side but i am really one of those women that have been there through ignorance and I don't even try and throw it in your face or anything like that. But, oh, my God, I'm so glad that you came on this line tonight. And we had to get through how many trolls? Like four trolls to get to you. <laughs> so, absolutely, you know. Well, I'm sorry that the wisdom. relationship, I'm so sorry that the relationship. I'm not sorry for it. I just want to apologize for what it was and how I would it never treat. I would never treat you like that. <clears throat> I wouldn't tolerate it myself, but uh you know, that's, that's, my, that's my circumstance. I understand yeah. that, but, you know, still same. I wasn't trying to be disrespectful to you or the host of this uh, program. Yeah, we understand. Well, but I'm going to let you guys go. So, good night. God bless you, my man. We'll talk to you tomorrow or the next day. Take care. I'll All email right. you. Bye-bye. Well, once again, that was a, another, another uh, interesting guest. We had, we had a couple of – she took off, too. Well, folks, that's, that'll end the show tonight. Uh,
kind of all over the place with the same time. I enjoyed it. Hope you all enjoyed it. God is good all the time, and all the time God is good. So you folks, stay blessed out there. This has been your boy, Plusy Jeezy. Remember, 646-595-3402. And we're going to leave you tonight with a little, a, couple, a few bumps until the show cuts off on its own. You folks, stay blessed out there. Good night and stay, stay well. Stay blessed.
yeah, some special, you know, some epic, Lloyd Banks, you know, cause it's thugging on me, he don't want to see you smile, baby.
seem to happen that you know? it's raw sabotage. I'm like that's all Arab And yes, 